is MRN's Throwback Thursday, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. This is Ken Squire. Time now for MRN.com's Throwback Thursday, classic NASCAR races from the Motor Racing Network's Race Archives. Stars of Motor Racing here for this contest, which starts the following. The alternate, second alternate, was Wally Dallenbach of East Brunswick, New Jersey, and first alternate, Bill Champion of Norfolk, Virginia. Now let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's race. In the 18th row, the car number 70, J.D. McDuffie of Chevrolet. In the 35th starting position is D.K. Allrich of Charlotte, North Carolina, in a Chevrolet. In the 17th row is young Richie Pants, the rookie from Daytona Beach, and he is one of six rookies in today's race. He starts in the 17th row outside 34th position. In the 33rd position, another rookie, it's Tony Bettenhausen Jr., also in a Chevrolet, the Vita Fresh Orange Juice car. In the 16th row, the 32nd position, a change of drivers. Originally, Dick May scheduled to saddle that one up, and now it'll be Henley Gray of Charlotte, or rather Rome, Georgia, in the machine, which is a Chevy. In the 31st position is Jabe Thomas of Christiansburg, Virginia, a Dodge. Moving to the 15th row, the 30th position is a Virginian, Travis Tiller, in a Dodge automobile, and flanking him is Dean Dalton in a Chevrolet. In the 14th row, the 28th position is a Texan, Walter Ballard, a former Grand National Rookie of the Year in a Chevrolet, and James Hilton, who was a former winner of the Talladega 500. He is driving that Stott Chevrolet, the Nitro 9 car. The 13th row, 26th position, from Kelso, Washington, comes Ed Negree in a Dodge, and beside him is another of the rookies, Bob Burcham of Rossville, Georgia, in a Chevrolet. The 12th row, David Sisko, the Tennessee driver in a Chevrolet, and with him in that row, 23rd, is Frank Warren. He's driving a Dodge automobile. The 11th row, 22nd position, is folk singer, country singer, Marty Robbins in a Dodge automobile, and beside him in the 21st position is car number 24, Cecil Gordon in a Chevrolet. The 10th row today is G.C. Spencer, Tennessee driver in a Dodge, and another rookie is uh, his role mate. That will be Jackie Rogers from Wilmington, North Carolina, in a Chevrolet. The 9th row is Buddy Arrington from up in Martinsville, Virginia, in a Plymouth with Earl Ross, still another rookie, and he was the fastest qualifying rookie. He is from Elsa Craig, Ontario, in the Carling Redcap car. Earl Ross, a very popular driver here in Michigan, as so many folks have come down from the province of Ontario to see him compete. In the 8th row, 16th starting position, is Charlotte, North Carolina's Neil Castles in a Dodge, and with him is Dave Marcus, the Wisconsin runner, also in a Dodge automobile. In row 7, 14th position, Bobby Allison in the Coke machine, that Chevrolet, will be starting 14th today after qualifying at 150.874 miles per hour. Also in the row is Richard Childress of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He is in a Chevrolet. The 6th row is Cuckoo Marlin, his Chevrolet qualifying at 151.153 miles per hour. And the Simonized Dodge is right there beside the Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet. Dick Brooks of Porterville, California, he qualified 11th. The 10th position, defending Grand National Rookie of the Year, the Master Chevrolet, Lenny Pond, and his stablemate is Ron Kazalowski for the start of this race. And the Pontiac Michigan driver is in a Dodge. Row four, eighth position, defending Grand National Rookie of the Year from Detroit and Ellerby, North Carolina, Benny Parsons in a Chevrolet, and Joe Frisson, the Minnesota driver in a Dodge, is starting in seventh at 153.564. Joe qualified a good mark for him. In row three comes the Matador. 
And from Monrovia, Indiana, driving today is Gary Bettenhausen. They've had some real handling problems with the Matador, which was on the pole just one week ago at Riverside, California, and broke in the second lap. In the fifth row, or a fifth position, is Donnie Allison of Hueytown, Alabama, and he's driving that Mario Rossi-prepared Chevrolet. In the row two area comes car number 43, Richard Petty, Randleman, North Carolina, Petty in his STP Dodge. Then in the third position is Buddy Baker of Charlotte, North Carolina in the Royal Crown Ford, the Bud Moore car. And the qualifying speed on Petty was a 154.7, on Baker a 155.4. Moving to the front row for today's Winston Cup Grand National Race, Cale Yarborough of Timmonsville, South Carolina is outside pole. Last week's winner, he's won six Grand National events this year. Kale in the Car Care Chevrolet at 155.6. And on the pole, David Pearson, the Pirelator Mercury, at 156.423 miles per hour. Ladies and gentlemen, the closing frames of the National Anthem. down the field and there are a couple of cars missing. Bobby Allison's number 12 is not out as yet on the grid. Looks like everybody else is pretty well lined up and drivers have been told to report to their automobiles. Well, Banjo Matthews, this is kind of a different situation for you. You're usually right down there in the thick of it, but it's a delight for us in the Motor Racing Network to have us uh, have you with us today to, to see this race and to give us uh, some of your expertise on how these cars operate on a course of a two-mile track like we have here at Michigan. Pretty good racetrack, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's a wonderful racetrack. And, uh, we've run up here before, and uh, we actually won the last race here with a car with A.J. in the USAC event. Well, this particular racetrack is the one where they can go two and three deep and really float their machines around, and, and uh, is it one where you tighten the suspension or loosen it up a little? Well, this particular racetrack, because of the shape of the front straightaway, you really get two, one, and two. You just virtually don't back off unless you're drafting with other cars, and it really makes you whistle down the back stretch, and then uh, it's kind of a miniature Daytona through that corner and uh, the car just takes a set to go in and you just run in a little bit of a drift and then you get back in the throttle and if the car doesn't push coming off the corner you really make good laps we see the coke machine now coming out of the barn bobby allison's automobile is moving out of the garage area and down toward pit road here comes bobby allison's car getting ready for a start in this event to describe this actual two-mile banked asphalt course where this battle will be fought at individual lap speeds of 156 miles an hour. In turns one and two to cover the action today, Dave Despain. A spectacular racetrack and a nice day for racing in spite of some early threats of rain. And we still have overcast with patches of blue overhead. The slate gray of turn one and two. And all the way around that turn, the jet black groove. Rubber laid down by these 3,800-pound cars. It's the fast way around this banking, which is not nearly so severe as we see at Talladega or at a Daytona, for example. It's a little tricky through one and two. You blip the throttle just once going in. You've got to set the car up perfectly. And then around that groove at speed of 150 miles an hour and out onto the back stretch for that long full throttle bore. Covering the action in turns three and four from Elkin, North Carolina, Barney Hall. Ken, I think the driver's mood this week here in Michigan has been as jovial as we've seen all year. Everybody seems to be in an exceptionally good mood for this race. The driver's meeting this morning was really a riot. Everybody was having fun and they're looking forward to getting it on here this afternoon. The cool temperatures, some of the drivers say, 
will probably help the cars work a little better and run a little quicker. And more than likely, we'll see laps turn quicker than Pearson qualified here on the pole. The field is about to fire up. Let's go back to the tower. The Lightning and Thunder Brigade of Winston Cup Grand National Racing has been given the command to fire their engines, and they're just about set to cut loose in what is the 14th race of the 1974 season in the $3.5 million Winston Cup Series with David Pearson of Spartanburg, South Carolina, trying for an unprecedented third straight victory here at Michigan in the Motor State 400 on the front row, flanked by car number 11, Cale Yarborough, who won this race on two previous occasions back in 1969 and 1970. One car is missing from the field, car number 49, G.C. Spencer of Bluff City, Tennessee is missing, and we see Bill Champion's car, first alternate, getting an opportunity to possibly start. Bill Champion is 52 years old, goes all the way back to the early days of stock car racing, and actually competed in motorcycles with the late Joe Weatherly uh, before that. The pace car is still stationary on pit road. The NASCAR officials checking the cars in. Allison coming out late. He just pulled into his position, and he is flanked by Richard Childress of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They're moving up some automobiles now. Car number seven moved back to 40th from 29th position. Dean Dalton's car, maybe a change of tires or something on the automobile. Dean Dalton, the Belden asphalt car, has gone back to a shotgun position, actually 36th position, from 7th back to 36th. They're starting 36 cars in this afternoon's race. Now the field moves away. $88,000 event here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. Ken Squire and the Motor Racing Network, delighted to have you with us around the nation as they get ready to get it on with David Pearson in competition, seeking today what is 78th career victory. Richard Petty and Cale Yarborough fighting for the national championship and it has seesawed back and forth. Last week, Cale victorious at Riverside, California in a real rip snorter of an event after Richard Petty broke the engine on that 362 cubic inch Dodge. The little engine Dodge just didn't stand the gap of that nine-turn road course. Today, he feels he may turn it around and put it all together here on this two-mile track where he has never put the STP Dodge in the beautiful victory circle directly across from the start-finish line prior to getting on pit row. It's cool weather, and it could mean a different tire compound later on in today's race. One car pulling back behind the wall, car number 81, the second alternate, Wally Dollenbach of East Brunswick, New Jersey. His car going back behind the wall, and the field moves down on turn one. The pit action today, let's go for a preliminary report from pit road. Here's Ken Campbell. The cars have moved away, and the crews are taking gasoline now to all the pit area. All are making their last-minute preparations. We saw the car that just came in uh, was being driven by Dick May. Hemi Gray has replaced Dick May in the starting lineup, uh, as announced earlier. They're making their final preparations here, and all is ready to go from the pit area. Back to you, Ken Squire. One Mercury, 20 Chevrolets, one Ford, 12 Dodges, one Matador, and one Plymouth today in the starting field for the Motor State 400. Two-time winner of this event, Cale Yarborough, is outside of the front row, and the winner for the last two years, David Pearson. And back there, several rows, Bobby Allison, who won the event in 1971 in the Coke machine. Field in the back stretch, and only one change. Bill Champion's car, number 10, entering the field after a scratch 
on one automobile, the GC Spencer car from Bluff City, Tennessee. So 52-year-old Bill Champion in Norfolk, Virginia, will get an opportunity to start here this afternoon. Here they come around the banking with Petty's car, never victorious, number 43, and the outside of the second row and flanking him on the inside is the RC Cola car, which has been the big controversy over the past several weeks. The Budmore car, originally driven by George Fulmer of Arcadia, California, the Can-Am and Trans Am champion, pulled out of the car, and Buddy Baker, three-time winner of the World 600, takes over in the machine. The American Motors Matador, car number 16, coming by. The car that sat on the pole one week ago, and now we see car number 06. On pit road, Neil Sophie Castles of Charlotte, North Carolina. The Howard Furniture car is in, and there's a check under the hood. The bonnet goes up on the white red numeral, number 06. Neil Castles' car getting a last-minute servicing job before we get down to 360 miles of competition on what these Winston Cup Grand National drivers consider the most competitive racetrack on which they set their wheels. Dean Dalton's number seven was following along at the back of the field, and now the Belden Asphalt car pulls up into position, and here comes a rookie onto pit road before the race is even underway. Pit road's getting a workout. There are six rookies in the race, and this is Jackie Rogers, car number 93. The rookies in today's race are Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, Jackie Rogers, this driver from Wilmington, North Carolina, and his hood is up, and Bob Burcham, Rossville, Georgia, as well as Travis Tiller of Triangle, Virginia, Tony Bettenhausen, Jr. of Houston, Texas, and 19-year-old Richie Patch of Daytona Beach, Florida. Number 93, Rogers, put on an impressive display in the Permatex 300 at the Daytona International Speedway in sportsman racing back in February, switched over to the Grand National Division, and he is considered one of the real strong illuminaries in the coming years. The field is coming around to complete its second lap under caution. Second lap under caution, the officials for today's race, the race director is Bill Gazaway. The flag stand will be John Bruner, Jr., John Bruner Sr. is the steward, and here comes this field moving down out of turn number four. Tremendous speeds can be reached here. In fact, the fastest place on the race course is right at the start-finish line at about 150 to 160 miles per hour. Now scuffing in some tires, car number 21, David Pearson's automobile. Here comes the Pirolator Mercury on the pole. He's had tremendous success with the car this year. A new automobile with a small block engine. Incidentally, for this race... For this race, Cale Yarborough has elected to go with the big block engine. Number 30, Walter Ballard from Houston, Texas, comes on to pit road. Donnie Allison, incidentally, is moving back to Florida, and still another rookie. Car number 9, the Vitafresh orange juice car, the Gordon Van Loo-owned automobile being driven by Tony Bettenhausen, Jr., is on pit road, and they're lifting the hood on that rookie's car. So of the sextet of freshman drivers out here for today's, Motor State 400, a third of them are now on pit row. Jackie Rogers, and the work continues on his automobile. There's quite a jam session of mechanics around his car. And let's see what the story is on Bettenhausen's car number nine. Is it going to make the race or not? He's firing the car up. There's an inspector talking to him. And he's coming back on the racetrack. Goes by the entrance into the garage area. Tony Bettenhausen, Jr., really battling recently to move up in those rookie standings. They have a point system on the rookies this year. The green is on. The chief star today is Harold Kenter from Mid-Hill, North Carolina, and as he drops the green, the field flies into turn number one, and it's a dead heat go. 
And the two leaders on the pole center, uh, David Pearson, takes the lead as they move into turn one. Right outside him is Cale Yarborough, and they're just the way they hit the start-finish line as they move out of the exit to turn two. Side by side, Buddy Baker moves to the inside as they move three abreast for the first trip down this long backstretch. Two more cars, Petty and Donnie Allison moving right in behind. Down the backstretch into turn number three, the competition up front. Furious as Baker puts the RC Cola Ford out front. Pearson is in second spot. Cale Yarborough rides third. Petty is fourth. Back in fifth spot is Donnie Allison. They're in turn number four, and the RC Cola Ford shows the way out of that corner. As they come down, they are three deep, now back to two deep, with car number 15 out in front. It's Buddy Baker leading the first lap. David Pearson drops on the inside. Pearson challenging in the first turn in lap two. And Pearson gets the job done as they move into turn number one. The RC Cola car has to drop in behind as Buddy Baker settled for second spot. Pearson leads him around through turn one and two for the second time. Pearson up front riding right on his tail as Buddy Baker in the third spot. Now Donnie Allison. And we're going to get a challenge for fourth spot as Bobby Allison moves up. Richard Petty, a correction, Cale Yarborough moving into fourth. Richard Petty riding fifth. In the backstretch in turn number three, it is still the pure Lady Mercury out front. Buddy Baker is in second spot in the RC Cola Ford. Third is Donnie Allison in the Diegard Chevrolet. And back in fourth spot, Cale Yarborough's car care Chevy. Richard Petty rides on the tail end of a five-car draft. He is in fifth spot of the STP Dodge. Down they come, completing lap number two. In the sixth position is the Matador with Gary Bettenhausen. Seventh, Joe Frisson. Running eighth is Dick Brooks. Going ninth is Benny Parsons. Running in the tenth position, Dave Marcus. And eleventh is Bobby Allison as they hit the first turn in lap three. Buddy Baker continues to ride directly on the rear bumper of David Pearson. As they are out front by 20 yards over a three-car draft running for third spot right now. That draft consisting of Donnie Allison, Cale Yarborough, Richard Petty. It's Pearson leading Baker as they move down the backstretch. Donnie Allison making an extremely strong showing here in the early going of the race. He's in third position, just moved around Richard Petty. Meanwhile, up front, it is David Pearson and Buddy Baker dueling for the lead. They're in turn number four, back in four spots. Still Richard Petty in fifth. Cale Yarborough, sixth spot is the matador of Gary Bettenhausen. Tony Bettenhausen Jr. has retired his car. The younger brother of Gary Bettenhausen is behind the wall, and Walter Ballard is out of the race. Ballard pulls number 30 back, so two cars are out. 34 cars remain. We are now in the fourth lap and down in turn number one. They run Pearson leads. They run high, almost up against the wall in turn one, and then flip that throttle once and drop down into the groove, setting up the drift that takes him around the 16-degree banking. It's still Pearson running up front. He's getting a challenge from Baker. Baker can't find room to get by and has to tuck back on the tail end as they move down the backstretch with Allison, followed by Petty, and then Cale Yarborough in fifth spot. David Pearson may well be feeling Buddy Baker out of the early laps to see just how strong he is. Pearson is standing on it in corner number three. Here's Baker down to the inside. Baker has been content to ride there, but for how long? We'll find out in just a minute. They're in turn four. Baker swings to the outside, and down they come to you, Ken Squire. A Mercury in front of Ford in second. It's David Pearson leading, Buddy Baker in second, Richard Petty third, Bailey Arborough fourth, Donnie Allison fifth, Harry Bettenhausen's Matador is in the sixth position at turn one. As they move to turn one, the move on the inside right, Buddy Baker is successful. Baker rockets past on the inside of Pearson to take over the lead spot. Pearson will try it back on the outside as they go out of turn two, and Petty, meanwhile, has moved around into the third spot as that third car or that three car draft for third spot moves up on the tail of the leaders five car draft down the backstretch now Johnny Allison is back in fifth spot he was up in the number two spot a moment ago here in the number three corner it is still Buddy Baker David Pearson Richard Petty Cale Yarborough and Donnie Allison as they hit turn four 
out of the fourth turn they come charging with Buddy Baker's RC Cola, blue and white automobile in front. The Ford is in first, Mercury second, Petty third. Daily Armour fourth, Donnie Allison fifth, the Matador is sixth, Joe Frasad is seventh, Benny Parson goes to eighth. Moving up to ninth is Bobby Allison, Dick Brooks in the Simonized Dodge back to tenth. Lenny Pond moves into eleventh in the Masters Chevrolet. So the action is now through five laps. Ten miles are down, and the pace is astronomical this afternoon. We have a change of positions for second spot as David Pearson drops back. Richard Petty moves up on the back stretches. They go to turn three. Richard Petty is in the number two spot of the STP Dodge. Suddenly is beginning to make a move. He moves to the outside on Baker. Can't find a way around in turn number three. Meanwhile, Cale Jarborough has slipped into the number three position. Now Pearson is back and forth, and Donnie Allison rides fifth. Joe Frisson in the Matador of Gary Bettenhausen having a tremendous battle back there for the sixth position. Three cars side-by-side side in the middle. Cale Yarborough outside. Richard Petty inside on the bottom of the racetrack is Buddy Baker, and it's Cale Yarborough putting the car care Chevrolet back in the lead, but here comes Petty on the outside in the first turn. And Petty grabs it right back away as he takes the lead, taking the high groove around turn one and two. It's the beautiful STP Dodge now running up front, and Yarborough has to tuck in behind himself for second spot, and then here comes that Pearson and uh, Junior Johnson, Donnie Allison, three-car draft right along behind, running third, fourth, and fifth. Down on the inside goes Cale Yarborough, and he snatches the lead away from Richard Petty just momentarily, but Petty keeping on the throttle as they hit turn number four. They're exactly door-to-door in another four-corner. Here's Petty on the outside. Down to the bottom of the racetrack goes Cale Yarborough, and they're still door-to-door, down out of the corner. They line them up in two columns. Here they come across the line as they come across the straight. It's three deep, and it's Donnie Allison on the inside, pressing by Cale, challenging Buddy Baker. An unbelievable five-car shuffle in turn one, and out of it comes Donnie Allison, the new leader. Allison went low, took all five cars, and that package comes out leading with Petty running in the second spot. Yarborough now in third, Pearson is fourth, and Buddy Baker drops to fifth spot as they head down the back chute. At Michigan International Raceway. Cambridge Junction, Donnie Allison in the Die Guard Chevrolet, the beautiful blue and gold. Chevrolet is in front at turn three, but here comes Petty in the STP Dodge, number 43. On the attack, maneuvers to the outside as they come off the fourth turn. We have five cars in the lead draft as they come across the stripe. It is Donnie Allison challenged on the inside by Richard Petty's STP Dodge as they hit the first turn. And it's going to be Petty up front. This time Allison tries the outside, can't find room, has to tuck in behind Petty's bumper. Right on the inside of him is Kale Yarbrough, their door post to door post. It's Petty leading by two car lengths as they move through turn one. High up against the wall, Petty stretching it out a little bit. Now Allison slingshotting off that turn, catapulting down the straightaway, closes it up on Petty. Let's see if he can make a move. It looks like he'll tuck right on his tail as they head for turn three. Allison keeps the pressure on in the number three corner and David Pearson made the statement earlier this week that the draft here was as critical as it was at Talladega. He said the cars can switch positions the same as they do out there. You'll be in fifth spot one time. The next time you come around, you're in the lead. Here's Petty, the STB Dodge, out of the number four corner. Allison keeps the pressure on. Here comes Cale down to the inside. Cale running in third. Pearson back to fourth. Baker is following to fifth. Then we have a five-car draft back here, six, seven, eight, ninth, and tenth. It's right now the car number 16 running in the sixth position going into turn number one, Gary Bettenhausen. An unbelievable five-car stack-up for that lead, and they've been shuffling the positions like a silver snake, rearranging its parts through one and two as they hit the long back stretch. It's Petty with a two-car advantage over Donnie Allison. Riding third is Cale Yarborough, fourth is Pearson, and fifth is Buddy Baker. 
In the number three corner, it is Bill Richard Petty, that STP Dodge. Petty driving a lot harder race here of late than he has in the last season or so. Petty is still out in front. Allison rides second. Hale is in third spot, and here's Pearson storming down on the inside, trying to move into the fourth position. He drops back in that draft. Meanwhile, back in six as Donnie Allison goes for the lead. Back in six, Gary Bettenhausen is being challenged by Bobby Allison. Uh, Bobby Allison started 14th, and he shuffled up through into the seventh position, and he's now challenging for six as they go into turn one, and we have a new leader up in the first turn as Donnie Allison sticks the nose of the Nygaard Chevy in front of Richard Petty. Allison taking it away on the outside that time. He's used both a high and low groove through one and two in his dice with Petty. Petty falling back off the pace now as Yarborough comes by, Pearson jumps by, Buddy Baker comes by, and Petty has fallen all the way to fifth spot. A shuffle in those positions in the number three corner. Allison rides out front. Kale is in second spot. David Pearson now rides in third position. Baker is fourth, and Petty is fifth. They come out of turn four and move down into the straightaway. Amazing competition. They stack them three deep. They pull up on a lap car. James Hilton drops to the inside, and Cale Yarborough puts the car care Chevrolet back in the lead in a highly competitive event as the average speed stays at 154 miles per hour. We have had seven lead changes in the first ten laps of the most competitive automobile racing there is. Seven lead changes in the first ten laps and they're swapping the lead unofficially all around the speedway. Right now, Cale Yarborough is in front, right on his rear truck deck is car number 15. Here comes Buddy Baker trying to lead again as David Pearson settles in third, Donnie Allison fourth, Richard Petty is in fifth, and then what a battle we're having for sixth. Bobby Allison in sixth, Joe Frasad in seventh, back to eighth goes the Matador. In ninth is car number 72, Benny Parsons. As the front of the field, five cars run tight together, and there's another draft that's a little more spread out in the next five positions back to 10th spot. Right now is the gentleman from Elsa Craig, Ontario. That's Earl Ross, who started in the 17th position. He's picked up five spots since the beginning. James Hilton has fallen out of the race. And 06, Neil Castles has retired his car. There are four cars out, numbers 9,000, 30, the Walter Ballard car, number 06, Neil Castles, and now James Hilton retires the Nitro 9 Scott Chevrolet in and out of traffic as they lap Dean Dalton. The battle is for first place going into turn number one. As they dive into turn one, Buddy Baker takes the lead away from Cale Yarbrough. They came down the straightaway neck and neck. Baker took the inside line through traffic, grabbed the lead away from Yarbrough. He holds a one-car length advantage. Donnie Allison stuck right in behind Yarbrough in third spot. Pearson rides fourth, and Petty is fifth. As they head down the long backstretch, the speed's climbing to 160 miles an hour. Buddy Baker in the Bud Moore Ford. Buddy was very disappointed that he didn't win the pole here at Michigan yesterday afternoon. He had run a lot quicker in practice than he qualified. But he told me yesterday afternoon I was just a little too tight to get that car on the pole, but he said I'll make up for it today, and he's doing that right now. Baker comes out of turn four. Cale Yarborough rides second, third, Donnie Allison. Back in fourth spot is David Pearson. Fifth is the STP Dodge of Richard Petty, and a battle for the lead to start finish line. Cale Yarborough retakes that lead with 16 laps complete, 32 miles. The sixth position again becomes Bobby Allison as he fights Joe Passan, dropping back to seventh. Gary Bettenhausen, eighth. Benny Parsons is in ninth. The Simonized Dodge about a second and a half behind the ninth-place car in tenth, Dick Brooks. Then in 11th is Lenny Pond in a very tight draft with the 12th position car, Earl Ross. In 13th is car number two, that's Dave Marcus. In 14th is car number 14, that's Cuckoo Marlowe, Columbia, Tennessee. And car number 88 is running currently. Correction on that, that's the uh, Ron Kozlowski car that's running uh, in the 15th position. 
So those are the front 15 as we get up to 17 laps complete. And the front five come across the line with Donnie Allison, the leader this time. Number 88, the Dygard Chevrolet leads, but here comes Pearson on the inside in turn one. Just incredible swapping of positions, and they almost bump doorposts as they move into the turn. Pearson takes the lead away from Allison. It's Pearson as they hit the exit of turn two. Allison riding second. Buddy Baker wedges his car into third spot. Then we've got Yarborough in fourth, and Petty now two car lengths back in fifth spot as they continue to swap spots. Like a deck of cards out on the speedway as they continue to shuffle back and forth. Here goes Donnie Allison down on the inside. He puts the pressure on Pearson and turns the lead. He has to fall back, and as he does, up comes Buddy Baker and the RC Cola Ford to move back into the number two position. Allison is now third, Kale is fourth, and Petty still rides in fifth position. That completes 17 laps, 18 laps this time by Donnie Allison all the way back to fifth. He'd been in the lead just a lap ago. Here comes that sixth place scramble, and they are in some traffic. They're moving up on Dean Dalton as Allison comes by. Here comes the Matador. The Matador comes back to life. And car number 16, Gary Bettenhausen, the red, white, and blue little bullfighter, goes down under Bobby Allison, and the Matador is back in sixth position as it's a struggle all the way around the racetrack. Meanwhile, another car is retired from the race. We now have five cars out of the event in the early going. The attrition rate high thus far this afternoon. A fifth car now retires. Let's go to Ken Kempel for a report on what is going on down in the pits. So far, we've had uh, three engine problems, an ignition problem, and we'll have a, an answer on Bill Champion in just a minute. They're all down getting that now. Five cars in the pits, 31 still on the track. Back to you, Ken Squire. Bill Champion, the fifth car to retire from the race as they come around to complete 20 laps. That front-running automobile will just have to wait and see. The last lap is at 155.8 miles an hour. David Pearson qualified, number 21, at 156 miles per hour. The front of the field, five cars all together, jockeying for position, changing every lap. And now it's Buddy Baker's car number 15 standing out in front of Cale Yarborough Chevrolet in turn three. Baker comes down to the bottom of the speedway. He'll be running up on Ed Green's bumper and has to move around one of the slower cars. Now they come out of turn number four. Baker sets the pace. Kale rides second. Petty is third. Donnie Allison fourth. And suddenly David Pearson is back in fifth spot again. 360 miles today on this two-mile track. And now they've moved up to 19, coming up on 20 laps completing those front five automobiles with still Buddy Baker leading for almost a whole lap. And that's just amazing in the course of this automobile race. Here comes this tight draft with car number... Number 54, Lenny Pond, being drafted tightly by Earl Ross, and they're moving in on the Simonized Dodge of Dick Brooks for 10th position. A nice two-car draft moving right along. Dave Marcus, Cuckoo Barlin, and Ron Kozolowski in a three-car draft back there in the 13th, 14th, and 15th position. There's competition all over the racetrack, and as they come around to complete 21 laps, they go three deep across the line. Petty on the inside, Kelly Arbor in the middle, and car number 15, Buddy Baker on the outside as they stand on it into turn number one. And first one there is Richard Petty. King Richard takes the lead away on the inside, this time using the low groove and moves out to a two-car advantage. Yarborough and Baker are doorpost to doorpost in second spot. Allison drives fourth, and Pearson falls back to fifth spot. If there's a standard here, it's one of position jockeying, no pattern at all to the racing except swapping the lead all around the racetrack. They head for turn three. Petty still out front, but storming up through the pack now comes Baker to keep the pressure on. Donnie Allison back in third spot, and there's a duel for fifth for fourth position now between Pearson and Kale, and Kale suddenly finds himself in fifth position. The fans up and down, up and down. The lead swaps back and forth. They come out of turn four with Petty in the lead. 22 laps, 44 miles down. It's the 
Ford on the inside of Buddy Baker going out in front. Richard Petty drops to second. David Pearson maintaining third. Banjo Matthews, when should they be coming in for fuel? Uh, I think that uh, probably 40 to 45 laps, which would be 80 to 90 miles. Uh, some engines use a little more fuel than others, and there could be some cars that might possibly run over 100 miles. So let's see, it should be about 20 laps away before we'll see those first pit stops side by side in the backstretch. The white blue numeral number 15, the RC Cola car, Buddy Baker, Charlotte, North Carolina in front. Richard Petty goes up on the outside of the Dodge. They're still side by side. Pearson swings by two cars. He moves into third at 160 miles an hour, inches apart. The front five automobiles come down into the main straightaway. It's Buddy Baker on the inside, Richard Petty on the outside to complete lap 23. Buddy Baker leads at the end of that lap. Going into turn one, however, here comes Richard standing on it. Baker stays low on the racetrack. Petty this time taking the high groove, and let's see which is the fast way around. They're side by side. No difference at all. Baker staying low. Petty gets an advantage by a car length at the uh, apex of one and two and stretches it out to two car lengths as they exit turn two and head down the back stretch. Petty leading and tailing along behind him is Pearson. Pearson takes over second spot from Baker, who falls to third. David Pearson picked off three cars from that fifth position, is now riding on the bumper of Richard Petty as they hit turn number three. Here's Pearson, moves down to the inside a little bit. They hit the groove right in the center. They come out of the corner, and they'll be running up on a heavy pack of traffic in just a moment. Out of the turn, Richard Petty, David Pearson, Buddy Baker, Donnie Allison, and Cale Yarbrough. Seven slower cars directly in front of the lead five as they go down to the turn number one. Here comes the second echelon battle, and what a scramble this one is. Right now, the Matador has come into sixth position. Bettenhausen, Bobby Allison is in the seventh position. Joe Brisson's number 18 is in eighth, and running ninth is car number 72. That's Benny Parsons from Detroit. Here comes the next scramble, and all of a sudden, Earl Brooks' car, number 12, the Simonized Dodge, is challenged by Lenny Pond. Earl Brooks pulls right in behind Lenny Pond, and we have a three-car draft as Earl Ross drops back one notch behind oh, Lenny Pond. Oh, turn number three. Buddy Baker almost let that RC Cola Ford get away, still fishtailing it. Baker has some problems. Almost got into the wall, down the straightaway. Here's Baker really slowing down. He must have flat-spotted some tires. Buddy Baker's number 15 at trouble in turn three. He's very slow down on the bottom of the racetrack through the oval. Let's go back to Barney Hall to see what happens. Looked like he might, might have hit something or he was going to cut a tire down. Ken, that left side looks a little bit low, but I won't say, but he certainly almost got into that wall, did a magnificent job of keeping it out because the car broke about 15, 20 degrees, and he could have easily gotten into the steel retaining wall out there and wiped himself out of competition. Baker way off the pace, moving down the backstretch, and will be coming into the pits. The Bud Moore RC Cola Ford down on the inside of the track, running way off the pace as the leaders come around to complete the 26th lap. And as they come through heavy traffic, lapping Marty Robbins in the number 42 is Richard Petty in the 43. David Pearson now second, and Donnie Allison is in third. At the Michigan International Speedway, problems on Buddy Baker's car. He flat-spotted the right side rubber. He was on pit road. How long did he stay there, Banjo? 18.6 seconds. 18 and 6 cent seconds. The stop on the... Buddy Baker car, and here comes the leader in the 28th lap this time by. They'll have completed 28. It's Richard Petty in front. Now David Pearson scoots down on the inside. David Pearson's number 21 is challenging for first place. Donnie, Four, 
Doc Allison will try to ride the tail of Pearson, and can he get by Petty? Pearson has passed. Allison can't make it. Petty dumps into second spot. Allison will tack on in third, and Cale Yarborough continues to ride fourth as they hit the exit of turn two. Car number 15, Buddy Baker, is back on pit road, and apparently he flat-spotted the tires all the way around. They're all on Goodyear tires today, and they flat-spotted both left and right side. They're changing, and it's costing him laps. Meanwhile, in front, working the 28th lap, as they come around this time, David Pearson puts the Purolator Mercury in front. The STP Dodge is in second, and the Dygard Chevrolet is in third with Cale Yarborough in fourth. Here they are, David Pearson, the winner of the last two times in this event. 360 miles today, leading coming by. Four cars running in a bundle up in that front position at turn one. Edna Gree has had some problems. Edna Gree is backing his automobile up. Car number eight is going back to the behind the wall. The young driver from Kelso, Washington. Fifth spot is number 18, Joe Frasson. Sixth spot is number 12, Bobby Allison, as we move up toward 30 laps of competition complete. Meanwhile, on the backstretch, Donnie Allison is putting the charge on David Pearson at turn three. Donnie Allison had him for just a moment, Ken, and then he falls back into the number two spot. Cale Yarborough is in third position. Richard Petty is down on the inside looking for a way around, and Allison running one of his stronger races here today. They come out of turn four with Pearson in the lead. As they come across the line, Donnie Allison has to settle for second place. The attrition rate is high today. Edna Gray is retiring his automobile, and unofficially that puts six cars of the 36 starters behind the wall at 29 laps. Six cars retiring from the event. Meanwhile, in front, in turn two, Donnie Allison has the Dygard Chevrolet in first place. Here comes the second-place automobile, David Pearson moving in on him, and Cale Yarborough with that big-block Chevrolet maintaining third. Car number 70, J.D. McDuffie of Sanford, North Carolina, pulls his silver, blue, and maroon car down on a pit road, and here comes number 15 back on pit road for a third time. It could be all over for Buddy Baker. It's over. The RC Cola car goes back behind the wall. That's the seventh car to retire from the event. Buddy Baker of Charlotte, North Carolina, is knocked out of competition. After trouble in turn three, the car is back in the barn. We'll have an update on that for you shortly. Two miles down this afternoon at Cambridge Junction, Michigan, it's a dandy battle, as was expected, with four cars now in competition. Buddy Baker retiring the RC Cola car after the car got loose up in turn number three, was up in the marbles, rolling toward the wall. He was able to correct it. And as he came down fifth road, one of those times out, it looked like he might have been having some, some problems with the transmission, some shifter problems. The first place battle, it's now Cale Yarborough going out in the first place. And he's side by side with Donnie Allison in the first turn. Door post to door post, no doubt about it. They head to the exit of turn two. Let's see who can get the advantage. It looks like Allison's sticking the fender in front. Allison will take the lead as they move down the back stretch. It becomes a horsepower battle, and Yarborough has it. He takes the lead back away from Allison. Pearson is in third spot. Petty right fourth as they hit turn three. It is tailed Yarborough by about as big of advantage as we've seen in this race. Maybe two car lengths as they move up on slower traffic in turn number three. Out they come. It is Yarborough on the lead. Donnie rides second. Pearson is in third spot. Richard Petty's STP Dodge is in fourth position. They're still in heavy traffic out of the corner. They're lapping. Dave Marcus is number two. The 99 of Ron Kaslowski and the number 14 of Cuckoo Marlin all being lapped by the front quartet as they bombard, barrel, and blast these big 3,800-pound cars around this beautiful racing facility at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. I'm Ken, Ken is Ken Campbell in the pits. I have Bud Moore here. Bud, what happened to this number 15? Well, Ken, uh, I think we stripped the ratchet in the rear end. Uh, the positive traction is not working. It's only pulling with one wheel and uh, something stripped. So 
I don't know what we won't be able to go back out because no need and uh, just a bad day for us. You did change some tires there. Do you think that this uh, cool track is having any effect here that we may see any effect later during the race? No, the tire wear is great. Uh, no problem with the tires. We thought maybe we might have had a flat tire when we came in, but uh, we didn't have any tire problems. Oh, it's turn number three. A spin and another three-quarter. A car out of control goes up and almost gets into the concrete wall. Let's go back to the tower. Spinning around and three cars are missing the automobile. Trouble in turn number three. There's one car out of control sliding, landing on the bottom of the racetrack. Bud Moore's car is out again today. All the cars are on Goodyear tires. We had a tire war at Riverside, California last Sunday with Firestone, McCrary, and Goodyear all in competition. But today, the Goodyear people are totally represented in the field. A car spinning in turn number three. The caution is out for the first time this afternoon. It's coming as the cars are working the 35th lap. It looks like a rookie driver has had trouble. That would be number 46. And that would be Travis Tiller of Triangle, Virginia, one of six rookie drivers in the race. And with smoke, rooster tailing out from behind the automobile. Here is Travis Tiller pulling down on the pit road, trouble on his automobile. More on what happened from turn three, Barney Hall. And I couldn't really tell whether it was an engine or what. There was a lot of smoke came from under the car. Travis broke sideways, come down to the bottom of the racetrack, looked like he locked it up, and he went back up in the corner, headed for the wall, but stopped miraculously short of getting into that outside steel guardrail. The car still smoking badly in the, in the pits. Let's see what they do to it and go back to the tower. It's a major advantage for Bobby Allison. Allison and for Gary Bettenhausen were running in that second wave of automobiles, and this will put them right up in the crush for first position in the Motor State 400 this afternoon. Those cars were running very well, but they broke off the draft of the initial five automobiles, which was reduced to four when Buddy Baker had trouble. Now there'll be at least six cars dicing for the lead when the green comes out. And it's a perfect time to pit. It comes at lap 35. They had expected to come in between laps 40 and 42. And here come all the leaders on pit road at once. Cale Yarborough's number 11. Donnie Allison's 88. Richard Petty. Cuckoo Marlin. David Pearson. Number two, Dave Marcus is in. As well as number 99, Ron Kaslowski. Let's see if Allison will pit here. Leaders are all on pit road and it's under yellow. A big advantage for them. Bobby Allison stays on the speedway. This can give him the lead. And car number 18, Joe Frisson, stays on the track. Benny Parsons is pitting. Dick Brooks, the Simonice car, is in. The Matador. Number 16, Bettenhausen pits. So we'll have a new leader. And unofficially, right now, the Coke machine of Bobby Allison will be out in front, although we anticipate that he will pitch shortly. Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, brings in number 52. And the action is all on pit road right now in the Motor State 400. With some nice free salt, you get more of what you shine your car up for. Wash your weather, can't remove it. Put it on and you can prove it. With some nice free salt, you get more of what you shine your car up for. A brighter shine is so long lasting. So put it on, that's all we're asking. This is Dick Brooks, driver of the Simon Eyes Dodge. NASCAR offers the most competitive form of racing in the world. There's always a question whether the winning car will be a Ford, Chevrolet, Dodge, or some other make. But when it comes to car wax, there's just no question about it. Simon Eyes Pre-Soft goes on easier, it shines brighter, and it lasts longer. Try Simon Eyes Pre-Soft from your car and you'll see what I mean.
Bobby Allison, after leading for one lap here this afternoon, has retired his car to the pit road for a brief stay, and he has relinquished the lead. He and Joe Frisson took an extra lap. They've come in. The track is still under caution, and safety crews are taking a good look at turn number three before the action continues. Lenny Pond is pitting, and now Dick Brooks is on pit road, the Simonized car, as we see the Masters Chevrolet come in. We'll have results from all over the country for you this afternoon. We might take a look under this first caution at those after we check in with Banjo Matthews as to how those pit stops went. Banjo? Well, all the pit stops weren't fantastically fast, but uh, uh, Kale and Petty and uh, Pearson and Donnie and Bobby, Bobby's the only one that hasn't changed four tires. Bobby did not change four tires. Why not? That would be a better bite out there. Well, probably, but he came in later than they did, and uh, if he did come back in and change left side tires, I didn't see it possibly looking at some other part of the racetrack. Well, all the cars have this opportunity, and it came just at the right moment for them to get on pit road and change rubber on these cars with 39 laps now complete. They had figured to come in between 40, maybe 42, and possibly stretch it to 45, but they've all been on pit road, had service, and now they're getting ready for resumption of the Motor State 400 here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan, with a tremendous battle for first place, pitting Cale Yarborough, Donnie Allison, Richard Petty, and David Pearson in the front four. In the second group was car number 16, Gary Bettenhausen, fighting with 18, Joe Frisson, and number 12, Bobby Allison. And now all of those cars will be running tight together when they are given the nod to move out under race conditions once again. Pace car with the field in tow. We'll see a few more automobiles come on pit road. And here's a late pit report from Ken Campbell. We now have uh, seven cars out of the race and in the pits, of course, the last being Buddy Baker. And we do understand now that it was positive traction. Rear end uh, was Buddy's problem. We noticed as Dick Brooks was leaving the pits just now, they had a hard time getting it started as if he may have been in his fourth gear. So you may want to watch that number 32 of Dick Brooks. Back to you, Ken Squire. Car number 43, Petty is in. They're going to make another tire change on his automobile. And Dick Brooks is back on pit road at number 32. He's been running up in the front 10 all afternoon. Here's Dick Brooks in that beautiful yellow-white numeral car down on pit road. He's coming in as car number 40 exits the pits. The number 40 automobile getting back into competition again this afternoon here in the Motor State 400. Six annual go uh, race that every one of these drivers really enjoys. D.K. Ulrich is number 40, back into competition. Number 18, Prasad is getting some more work here on his automobile, and Jabe Thomas is number 25 as well. Lots of lead changes thus far this afternoon. The total is now 21 lead changes among six drivers over the first 40 laps. Absolutely remarkable motor racing competition. 21 lead changes, and we're only 40 laps into the event. The first caution of the day after a rookie driver had trouble up in turn number three, Travis Tiller of Triangle, Virginia, one of a sextet of rookie drivers in this race. Number 18 from Golden Valley, Minnesota, Joe Frisson comes back into competition once again. Looks like the track is just about race ready. Here comes the pace car out of turn four, and we'll see if we get a one-lap indicator from John Bruner Sr. standing on the bottom of the racetrack as the field moves out of the fourth turn this time. The competition, the Motor State 400 in the $3.5 million Winston Cup Grand National Series this year with the most competitive automobile racing in the world proving to be just that. Cecil Gordon's number 24, a lap down, is in front of David Pearson's 21. Pearson's 21 will show as the leader when the race resumes with, I believe, car number 72, Benny Parsons showing in second, and number 16, that'll be the Matador running in third, Gary Bettenhausen. 
uh, from Barovia, Indiana, Tinley Park, Illinois, will be showing up in the third position with this car, which has had all kinds of problems. Everyone thought this number 16 would win at Talladega, Alabama. Then a car was hit on pit road as it was being fueled and serviced. Two of the crew men on that automobile were hurt. The car was badly scrapped, and they had to take it home and rebuild. They took it to Riverside, California last Sunday, qualified on the pole with George Fulmer in the automobile, and then after only two laps, had cam problems and had to retire number 16. Now, today on the start, they had trouble just for a moment on the start and fell back into that second wave of cars, but right now the little bullfighter will be right there with the front group when this race resumes. The Speedy Dry crew, you can see a line of Speedy Dry up in turn number three. Uh, dry chemical which picks up oil and water which is distributed by these automobiles when they get in trouble on the racetrack dick brooks car is still being serviced on pit road now he's away and jabe thomas is number 25 is also getting back into the fray the safety crew is working all the way down to the inside of turn number four by the location of barney hall and there was a lot of oil dumped up in that corner there a moment ago and taking a long time to get stay dry down because Travis Tiller's automobile, when it did explode up there, went up to the top of the racetrack, dumping oil up all the way through the groove, all the grooves as a matter of fact, and then back down to the grass. So they have to get all that up before they will restart the race. Let's go back to the tower. It will be at least another lap, and let's check on other results from around the country. Safety crew's going to make another pass up there. And number 21, Pearson, elects to pull on pit road. David Pearson, the Purolator Mercury, is on pit road and coming back out once again. Let's check on some of the results of motor racing in NASCAR throughout the nation at Freeport, Long Island. It was Ted Wasnowski victorious this weekend. At Cayuga Speedway in NASCAR Canada, Jerry McKenna defeated Bill Watson at one of the finest 5-8 mile tracks in North America. Jerry McKenna at Cayuga on Friday night. At Utica Roman Modified Competition, Richie Evans defeated Jeff Bodine and Jerry Cook. At the Shangri-La Speedway in Owego, New York, they were rained out. And in Stafford Springs, Connecticut this weekend, Ron Bouchard defeated Hop Harrington, who's out of retirement and really looking strong last night. In the Metrolina race down in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Permatex 150 rained out. They'll run next week. Up in Burlington, Vermont, Andre Manny of Montreal defeated Harmon Beaver Dragon. Can you imagine that, Banjo? That's one almost as strange as your name, Beaver Dragon. Boy, that's getting pretty close. Dan Bridges placed third there. Then looking at the Golden Isle Speedway in Brunswick, Georgia, they were a rain out this weekend. Hickory Speedway was rained out. I guess the rain man won most of them. It was Charlie Siebert winning at Islip, Long Island at the Old Dominion Speedway. In Manassas, Virginia, Jack Bland came up victorious. In Houston, Larry Schuld won. In Houston, Texas, defeating Ronnie Chumley, who used to be the stablemate of Tony Bettenhausen, Jr. And at Lonesome Spine Speedway, it was L.D. Ottinger defeating Jimmy Hensley this weekend. The Volusia County Speedway, they had the big 100-lapper rained out in the course of activity down there. So... The Rain Man seems to have been victorious in most of the competition thus far reported in, and we still have more reports coming. We'd like to say hello to Mark Williams up in Ron Monroe, Michigan, who's listening. Had some very serious surgery, and he's one of our best race fans. Hope you're listening today and feeling well, Mark. Number 96, Richard Childress is on pit road. And for you folks listening down in Spivey's Corner, North Carolina, they had the National Hollering Contest down there. Banjo Matthews, I'm surprised you weren't there with all the hollering you've done over the year. An 83-year-old fellow won it. You could have taken first place without a doubt. I think the way you talk on the radio, you should have been close to first. <laughs> I was just an observer. We have, what, 22 lead changes. 22 lead changes now being reported through 42 laps. Cuckoo Marlin made the 22nd. 
So as things now stand, as we prepare on a restart, we'll see car number 14, the Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet of Columbia, Tennessee, Cuckoo Marlin, a farmer down there in that maroon and gold automobile showing the way. Danny Parsons automobile number 72 up in the thick of things. The Grand National Circuit of the Winston Races moves next to Daytona Beach, Florida, the 4th of July for the Firecracker 400. Then on July 14th, Bristol, Tennessee, July 20th, a Saturday night in Nashville, Tennessee, and July 28th, Atlanta, Georgia, full 500 miles in Atlanta, Georgia. Mark that. Back to a full 500 miles following the 4th of July, and the first 500 is in Atlanta. August 11th, Talladega, Alabama, and August 25th, right back here at what these drivers consider the finest racetrack they set their wheels on, Cambridge Junction, Michigan. Marlin is pitting. We have another lead change. Cuckoo Marlin brings the Cunningham Kelly car in. Here they come once again, and what a scramble. We have six cars battling for the lead. Donnie Allison in front of number 88. It's Kaylee Alberto in second. Gary Bettenhausen goes to third. David Pearson drops on the inside. He is cut off by Gary Bettenhausen as he tried to make an assault on first place. 49 laps complete. They're working the 50th lap, shooting for 100 miles this time around as they go into the second turn. Bettenhausen couldn't get by on the inside, had to settle for third spot as Donnie Allison leads him down the back stretch. Bobby Allison in second spot. The Matador right third. Here comes Pearson on the inside, taking over fourth spot. 12 cars up front of that lead pack of cars as they hit turn number three. It is Cale Yarborough's Car Care Chevrolet grabbing the lead away from Donnie Allison. Allison back in second spot. The Matador with Gary Bettenhausen aboard is your third place car. Pearson rides fourth on the outside, challenging David right now. The SDP Dodge of Richard Petty. Down and, they come. And look at this battle, all in there tight together. It's car number 88. Donnie Allison going back in front. Cale Yarborough runs in second place, and they're side by side in the first turn. An unbelievable pile of cars, all strong moving through that turn, trying to run down Donnie Allison from behind. And what a battle it is. Richard Petty has moved himself into fourth position, and he's on the outside of the Matador now, trying to take over third spot from Bettenhausen. As they hit the backstretch, he gets the fender in front, and third spot belongs to Petty. The shuffle continues down the backstretch in turn number three. It is Cale Jarbo's car care Chevy in the lead. Donnie Allison is in second spot. The Matador was third, but here goes Petty on the outside, and Richard Petty's STP Dodge will move into the number three position. The Matador is fourth, Pearson is fifth, and Benny Parsons in sixth spot as they come out of turn four. Out of turn four, and they're going to stack them three, perhaps three, they do not. Nibbling away at the lead is Donnie Allison. He pulls right in behind Cale Yarborough, and at 160 miles per hour, drop kicks him across the line and into turn number one. Allison shoving that spoiler right under Yarborough's rear bumper, could not find the groove to get by, and has to settle for second spot. That gives Petty the opportunity to close up tight behind Allison in third. It's Bill Yarborough leading them as they come out of turn two. Allison will make his move on the inside, and Petty will try to follow by in third spot. It's Yarborough, Allison, and Petty into turn three. That draft working for all ten cars. There are ten cars charging for the lead in turn number three. It is still out front. The car care Chevrolet, Donnie Allison second. Petty is third, and back in the tail end of the pack, Lenny Pond, last year's rookie of the year. Also in the thick of things as they come out of turn four, it is still Yarborough. As they come by in this thrilling automobile race, in front, Cale Yarborough, Richard Petty to second, Donnie Allison third, David Pearson fourth, Benny Parsons fifth, Bobby Allison sixth, Gary Bettenhausen drops into the seventh position as the field goes into turn number one. Allison's move on the inside, unsuccessful. Petty hangs on to second spot. Just trying to high groove around Yarborough, your leader. Can't find the room, has to tuck in behind Yarborough. Yarborough, Petty. Donnie Allison, David Pearson, and riding in the fifth spot right now is Benny Parsons as they head down the chute. This is unbelievable to see 10 cars running for the lead here at Michigan. Down in the corner, Richard Petty's STP Dodge grabs the lead away from Cale Yarborough, and Petty rides out front of that 10-car train in the number three corner. It is Cale in second. Donnie Allison is in third. 
Pearson has moved into fourth position. Benny Parsons is in sixth position. 100 lap rundown. At that time, Donnie Allison was in the lead in the Motor State 400, but right now at 54 laps, it's Richard Petty in front, Kelly Yarborough is in second, David Pearson is in third, and you have to look to fourth to find Donnie Allison's Die Guard Chevrolet. Ten cars running together out of turn number four here at Michigan International Raceway, all with a shot at first place. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Chris Crockett here with one of the heads of our Toyota racing family, Martin Truex Jr. Doing great, Chris. Thanks for asking. I hadn't asked, but was about to. Great second question, Chris. Car feels great. And no, no pressure because of last year's results. How do you... Know what you're about to ask? Yeah, you're... Blowing your mind? Relax, Chris. Being out in the lead is what I do best. That is... Amazing. I know. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go this season? Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Protect your engine from sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic motor oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Ten cars remain in the front-running competition here this afternoon. Ten automobiles of the Winston Cup Grand National Series battling for supremacy in this race, which has twice seen David Pearson and twice seen Cale Yarborough victorious, once Bobby Allison. Right now, Richard Petty, this in Charlotte, two of the tracks which are a real nemesis to him, is leading the event, but only by about three feet as he shoots by with Cale Yarborough right on the inside behind him, and directly off his rear bumper is David Pearson maintaining that third spot. The front ten automobiles continue to apply pressure on each other, and it looks like it's going to go right to the wire. Only one caution in the race, and that has bunched up the entire field and given the Matador, as well as Joe Frisson, Lenny Pond, and rookie Earl Ross all an opportunity. The 50-lap speed, 124.524 miles per hour for 100 miles. That is not anywhere near a record, 124.524. Richard Petty has the biggest lead anyone's had in the race. He's leading by three car lengths, but he's losing it as they come out of turn number four. Challenging is car number 21. Pearson is right there going after Richard Petty as they put a lap on a slower automobile, thrusting those cars down harder and faster into turn number one. In that first turn area, Richard Petty pulls away again. He seems to have a little more bike banjo in those turns, but on the straightaways, David Pearson just comes out of digging. 
Yeah, I've been observing that Pearson really comes down the back stretch, and of course, Petty's doing the same thing of running high in the corners and making his own groove. But there's so many cars so close together that I'm really not keeping lap speed because it's just a, a marvelous race. And I think anybody in the Michigan area that's not here, they're certainly missing their money's worth. They sure are. Only two and four tenths seconds separate first to tenth position, just two and four tenths seconds. Again, the leader is car number 43. It's Richard Petty, but his lead is eroded going into turn number one by car number 21. Pearson is right there as they go to Dave Despain. And it's still the beautiful SCP Dodge out front. Again, he builds up that two, possibly three-car advantage over Yarborough through the one-two turn right at the apex. Coming off the corner, Yarborough making the charge once again to move right up on his rear bumper. Riding third is Donnie Allison, and again in fourth by correction. That's Pearson in second spot, and riding fourth is Yarborough as they hit the back chute. Pearson closes the gap in the number three corner. Let's see if he's going to make a bid and go back in the lead. David less than a car length back now. Petty still riding out front. Donnie Allison in third position. Cale Yarborough is in fourth. They move into turn number four. It is still Petty in the lead. 60 laps, 120 of 360 miles to be run have been completed. With Cale Yarborough holding on to fourth. In fifth is Bobby Allison in sixth. Benny Parsons in seventh. Lenny Pond in eighth is Gary Bettenhausen, ninth is Joe Frisson, and tenth is Earl Ross. The front ten all together as they go through turn two. And they've contented themselves to run single file, at least for the time being. Not as much position swapping as we saw early. With ten cars up front, everybody's getting the help of the draft, and they're content to follow King Richard around like a, an angry court of 3,800-pound cars down that backstretch. It's still Pearson second, Allison third, and Yarborough fourth. Cale Yarborough, victorious last Sunday, seeking his seventh Grand National victory of the season. Cale is running in the fourth position in the Junior Johnson automobile, the Car Care Chevrolet. Here comes that front four again, with Cale still holding fourth, willing to let Richard Petty play it up front as the leader. Petty goes down there, all running the high side of the racetrack, getting a little slippery down at the bottom of the track, so they take a little higher groove now, and they'll work up throughout the afternoon. Petty is in front. Second spot is Pearson. The battle in the national championship standings. Going into today's race, Cale Yarborough is number one in the nation. Richard Petty is number two. Cale has never won the national championship, and it means a great deal to him. Junior Johnson and Richard Howard, all those people have put so much effort into this Junior Johnson car. But Petty is storming right now out in front. Off the turn they come. Down out of turn number four by Barney Hall. Richard Petty is driving harder and harder again. He's been running back in the pack, but now all of a sudden here he wants to run out front. He's made a couple of maneuvers to save off both Allison and Cale down to the corner. But right now, here comes Donnie Allison storming up through the pack and goes down to the inside on Richard Petty. Donnie Allison missed last week's competition at Riverside, California, really getting ready for this race. Rossi car has had so many close calls with victory, and Miss Fortune has dogged him throughout the season. His brother Bobby finishing second last week by a small distance, about five seconds between first and second place out there at Riverside, California, and Benny Parsons was third. So today, Donnie Allison joins his brother, and the Coke machine, Bobby Allison, as we've been mentioning, has been running fifth and sixth. That car, which is a brand-new automobile, made its first appearance a week ago, is beginning to really show some time. He's running right behind Benny Parsons very easily, and the front six automobiles are all running within one and a half seconds of each other. A new leader in turn number one, number 88, Donnie Allison. 
down on the inside, puts the Chevrolet in front of the STP Dodge, out of turn number two. Donnie Allison on the inside, challenging on the outside is Richard Petty. They're wheel to wheel down this long back stretch at Michigan. Petty just doesn't want to relinquish that lead as they hit turn three. It is still Donnie Allison. They're door to door. Donnie stands on it deep in the corner. Down to the bottom of the racetrack. Petty storms back on the outside and puts the STP Dodge back up front by less than three feet. They're door to door. Out of turn number four, Cale Yarbrough sits back in third spot and watches the action. They're still door to door. Chevrolet, Chevrolet on the inside. Dodge on the outside. And they touched as they came out of turn four. They were swapping paint out of turn number four. Donnie Allison and Richard Petty rubbing fenders as they flail away in turn number one. On the outside, Richard Petty retakes the lead. The STP Dodge planks the nose of that car in front. Petty, Donnie Allison back to second, Kelly Arborough in third, and David Pearson, the Silver Fox, 38 years old from Spartanburg, South Carolina, just watches that front trio play and stays out of that confrontation for a moment or two. Back in turn number three. It's still Richard Petty leading. Donnie Allison looking like he wants to challenge again on the inside. A real rip snorter of a battle coming out of turn number four. The STP dodges in front. Can he stay there? Here they come. They have two, four, six automobiles running tight together. It's Richard Petty in the front, and the six is Donnie Allison, and they're all bumper to bumper. Seventh place runner, Lenny Pond of Ettrick, Virginia, Master Chevrolet, number 54, is on pit road. Lenny Pond pulls out of the action a bit. Richard Petty drops from first back to fourth, relinquishing the lead, dropping on the inside of the speedway, and they went out in turn number one, giving the lead to Donnie Allison. But Cale Yarborough is going to take the lead away from Donnie Allison. Cale Yarborough on the inside, just barely scampers into the turn one area, holding that first position. Now, we're at lap 67. Banjo Matthews, they fitted in that 35-lap area. When will they pit again? Well, a lot of cars came back and got gas towards the end of the caution, and uh, I'd say somewhere between 85 and 90 laps. So 85 to 90 is the pick of Banjo Matthews, a gentleman who really should know when these cars will be coming back in, one of the all-time master mechanics of the Winston Cup Grand National Series. Meanwhile, in front, as they come around a complete 68 laps, the lead automobile is car number number 11. Cale Yarborough is in front by three car lengths over car number 88, Donnie Allison, with David Pearson maintaining third. Richard Petty holds fourth. Benny Parsons driving a very steady fifth position. Briefly the leader today, Parsons just stays there and rides with those front automobiles and maintaining six is Bobby Allison. Then we have an interval of about two and a half seconds back to seventh place car, Gary Bettenhausen. He's losing that spot. Joe Frasson moves into seventh and Gary Bettenhausen drops to eighth. Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario running ninth as the field whips down the backstretch. One and three tenth seconds between first and sixth place at the 68th lap of the race, 180 laps in it, and the first six cars are running bumper to bumper. Imagine that. Here they are on the main straightaway. Again, it's Cale Yarborough in front, Donnie Allison in second, as the heavy hitters, the absolute number ones in motor racing, continue to demonstrate why their racing is just what it is, the most competitive in motorsport. The front six cars with a one and six ten second interval from first to sixth position. Out of turn, number one, lead car, Cale Yarborough. He has a three-car length advantage over car number 88, Donnie Allison. 
but that is just disappearing as they move into turn three. Cale had about a five-car separation a moment ago just as they went out of the corner, but that suddenly does disappear. That was the biggest lead anybody had had all afternoon. Donnie Allison comes storming up through the pack. He has chopped it down to one-car interval, and on his grab is David Pearson. Those three cars are pulled away from Richard Petty by about five colleagues. Here's Allison on the inside. Donnie Allison, the blue and gold Nygaard Chevrolet automobile, is back in first place. Donnie Allison whips that small engine Chevrolet around the big block Chevrolet as they go into turn number one. The car care car knocked down to second place. Richard Petty has slipped back into the fourth position. David Pearson moving up to third. Meanwhile, Benny Parsons in fifth. And look out for Bobby Allison, the previous winner, who's running in sixth position, just watching all this shuffling going on up in front of him. Any one of these cars, potentially the winner today, but you can even go further back to that, where that Matador is running, and where Joe Frisson is running, and also see a potential winner in the field. They're about to lap Dick Brooks, who's having some shifter problems in the Simonized Dodge as they come out of turn number four. The Die Guard Chevrolet leads the way in the 71st lap. They're working lap number 72 now with Cale Yarborough in second, David Pearson third, Richard Petty fourth, Benny Parsons in fifth, Donnie Allison in sixth. Joe Frisson is in seventh. Moving in the eighth position is the Matador and going ninth is Earl Ross, the rookie driver from Elsa Craig, Ontario, number 52. Down the backstretch, pulling down into turn number three. Donnie Allison in front, but here comes Cale Yarborough to attack. Yarborough charges in on the bumper. Here he goes down to the inside, and he's up alongside. Gets the fender down inside. Donnie Allison, they'll be running up with the bumper of Dick Brooks. And let's see if Donnie can chop him off as they come out of that corner and put him in behind the slower automobile. A dead heat out of turn four as they come for the start-finish line. A cool gray day in Michigan for a red-hot automobile race, and it's a dead heat at the end of that last lap. The 72nd lap completed. Wheel to wheel with Cale Yarborough and Donnie Allison. Cale in turn one. Extends that Chevrolet by one car length advantage over Donnie Allison. David Pearson still third. Richard Petty's number 43 maintaining fourth. In turn number two and down the back stretch, the leader is car number 11, Cale Yarborough, number 88, Donnie Allison back on the inside. Now number 21, Pearson moves up. In turn three, car number 21 is the car that's on the move. However, he doesn't get through, and it remains 11, Cale Yarborough leading, and 88, Donnie Allison second. Off turn number four. They'll complete 73 laps this time. Back to the inside goes car number 88, and Donnie Allison takes the lead. As they whip into the first turn, Donnie Allison has the die guard Chevy first. Cale Yarborough back to second. Bobby Allison is beginning to move. Bobby Allison slips to the inside and goes underneath Benny Parsons, takes over fifth. Bobby Allison works on the inside of Richard Petty out of turn number two. Number 12, Bobby Allison trying to move up on Richard Petty off the back stretch. It's still 88, Donnie Allison. His brother running in first. Cale Yarborough second. Pearson third. Petty fourth. Bobby Allison the fifth. Benny Parsons in sixth in the front group. Then running in seventh. Three seconds back is Joe Frisson by himself. In the seventh position, car number 18, Joe Frisson, followed by number 16, Gary Bettenhausen. No swapping leads as they go into the first turn. Banjo Matthews. Well, you know, this race is so exciting that the first pack of cars there, even the Matador back in his position, is only eight seconds behind the lead. And uh, for the distance they've run from since they started after this caution, uh, uh, it's really a heck of a race. And I, it's just hard to believe the, how fantastic the show is here at Michigan. 
Michigan's always a competitive track. Remind you folks around the nation, next stop for the Winston Cup Grand National Series, the 4th of July is part of America's largest Independence Day celebration. Enjoy the birth of the nation at the birthplace of speed, Daytona Beach, Florida, with the Firecracker 400 on the 4th of July. If you can't be there, be with the Motor Racing Network. A dead heat again almost. Then Kelly Arborough lurches about five feet in front of Donnie Allison to take over in first place, and here comes Pearson. The Mercury is beginning to charge now. Turn number one is where David Pearson makes his move into second place as he went underneath Donnie Allison. Cale Yarborough extends first place to a five-length advantage over David Pearson as they haul down the backstretch. The Steel Twisters of the Winston Cup Grand National Series in a spectacular race with lead changes every lap of the way and six cars all running together as we complete 75 laps. With 75 down, they're coming around to complete the 76. This time, they're better than 150 of 360 miles. And after a quick attrition rate, a big buildup of cars falling out early, everybody is staying in it now. The race belongs to Cale Yarborough, but only by three car lengths. New car, air conditioning, power this, power that. Just about everything that could cause extra stress and strain on that new engine. And that means skyrocketing temperatures and pressure tearing at your motor oil. STP oil treatment helps motor oil protect your new engine. STP works harder as the temperatures rise. So when your engine needs extra protection, it gets it. STP helps motor oil work better, makes it cling to vital engine parts, makes it slipperier. You get more protection from heat, friction, and wear, no matter how many power extras you've got. So if it's a new car you're driving, Add a can of STP oil treatment and more power to you. Action is right now in the Winston Cup Grand National Racing. Yesterday, one of the most exciting chapters in the story of the American Motorcycle Association racing for 1974, Briar Motorsport Park in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Baldwin Park, California's Gary Scott riding one of only two Harley Davidson in a 40-bike field whipped the acknowledged king of lightweight motorcycle racing, Grand National Champion Kenny Roberts, by two seconds in the 50-mile combined lightweight race, a preliminary to today's national championship, 75-miler at Loudoun. The victory marked the American debut of the two-stroke, 250cc Harley Twin, which has been a consistent winner in Europe. Scott also snapped the seven-year Yamaha stranglehold in the lightweight class and proved his long-espoused contention that given equal equipment, he could outrace Roberts. Roberts dogged Scott's tail throughout, but settled for second place in that lightweight race yesterday. Here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan, in the Motor State 400 for the Winston Cup Grand National Racers, it's David Pearson around Richard Petty. We have a new leader. Number 21, Pearson, is back in first place. Here he comes to the line. Pearson completing the 78th, 79th of 180 laps. It's Pearson in front. All lead cars are just about ready to come in. They say very shortly we'll see them on pit road. Smithsville, South Carolina's Cale Yarborough, seeking his seventh victory in Winston Cup Grand National Racing this year, is out of it. His car has gone back behind the wall. The Car Care Chevrolet is out of competition in the 79th lap of this 180-lap race. 
Kale winner at Riverside, and that means that battle for first place in the national standings could seesaw back again this afternoon in favor of Richard Petty. They've gone back and forth all through the season. Richard was first going into Riverside, then he broke, and Kale took the lead. Here comes the Matador on pit road. Now today, Kale has had trouble. His car is back in the garage area. Kale led nine times for 21 laps, but he's not around as we get to the 80-lap rundown. Had Kale come through this afternoon to win the Motor State 400 for the third time, he would have brought his career victories to 25, which would have tied the mark of Jim Pascal and Winston Cup Grand National career wins. Kale started the season 18th in career victories. He stands 14th going uh, after Riverside last week. But his effort today has come short at the 79th lap. The field is in the 81st lap, and the pit stops among the leaders should be taking place from now on. Here's the Matador back on the track, and we have a battle for first place with David Pearson in front by five car lengths. The biggest lead for the lead thus far this afternoon. David Pearson leading Richard Petty in second, and here come the Allison brothers, the Alabama gang. Bobby Allison and Donnie Allison are running nose to tail in third and fourth position through turn number three. They moved up on the bumper of Richard Petty to put the pressure on that SCP Dodge, but the pit stop should be coming very shortly. Meanwhile, out front, it is still David Pearson. Petty is second. Bobby Allison has moved that coke machine in the third spot. Here's Donnie on the inside, putting the challenge on Bobby. 51,500 racing fans here this afternoon enjoying another great Grand National race with David Pearson still in front, expected to pit relatively soon. We should begin to see some lead swapping. He's pulled that lead out with the Woods Brothers. Mercury to five car lengths over the STP Dodge. Going third, Donnie Allison. Fourth, Bobby Allison. And fifth, Benny Parsons, who's running right with the leaders and maybe playing a very quiet, conservative hand out here to make a run of these leaders and get a Grand National victory for himself. He won one last year as a couple to his credit in Grand National competition. Benny Parsons, formerly of Detroit. We see another car pulling out of pit road. We'll check with Ken Campbell on the attrition rate momentarily and hope to get a word to Kale Yarborough. And this is car number 98. This is Richie Panch, who comes out of Daytona Beach, Florida, a rookie really trying to win that honor of being the number one driver in the rookie category this year. The Hill Piston service car of Richie Panch is on pit road. Hill Piston service car down here taking on left side tires at the present time for this 19-year-old, one of a sextet of rookies that started the race. In front, the battle is in turn three. David Pearson and the Pure Anniversary is still on front. He'll be moving up on the bumper of Marty Robbins in just a moment as they come out of the fourth corner. Petty is still in second. Donnie Allison rides in third spot. Back and forth is Bobby Allison. Still in sixth position and running extremely strong is Benny Parsons. Benny Parsons goes to the inside on car number 12, Bobby Allison, as they're lapping Marty Robbins in turn number one. There goes Benny Parsons down on the inside of Bobby Allison, not quite able to get through. And up in front, Richard Petty is putting the move on David Pearson. The front three come out just a digging out of turn number two on this beautiful two-mile racing facility. As 51,000 racing fans keep their eyes glued on this front confrontation, on the inside, number 88, Donnie Allison, looking as strong as he has in any of the previous 13 races this year, tries to make his mark. Down they come out of turn number four. Let it go down to the number one corner, Ken Squire, and it is Lenny Pond, last year's 1973 Rookie of the Year, and Lenny explodes an engine just at the bottom of the number one turn. A 
blown engine will bring out the second caution of the day, and it couldn't have worked out better for the leaders, Banjo Matthews. This is going to give them all an opportunity to pit together and come back out racing together. Oh, that's right. Now, now we don't really know what my prediction was between 85 and 90 laps of whether they would have pitted then or not. Well, we'll have to find out here a little later. We're bound to get a green, but we've had two caution periods. One was in Randy Tissett's car, and turn three broke loose and heaved an engine. And now we've had another one expire down in turn number one. And as that engine blew on Lenny Pond's Master Chevrolet, he'd been running up on the front ten this afternoon. It brings out the second caution, and we'll see all of the superstars of American motor racing dive these cars in the pit road and take on fuel and tires as we continue the Motor State 400 this afternoon. 85 laps complete. The STP people, all of you have the interest in the STP car and Cale Yarbrough. All you have to do is send your name and address to STP, and they'll be more than glad to mail you along a beautiful color postcard of uh, either Richard or Cale, whichever one is your favorite. STP will mail you for free the colored postcard and uh, special STP race car decals. So you might take advantage of that and also going to give them a chance to see who's the most popular, Richard Petty or Cale Yarborough. You can write to Box 9828. That's STP, Box 9828, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33310. I'll give you that address again. STP, Box 9828, Fort Lauderdale, and specify if you want the uh, colored photograph of Cale Yarborough or Richard Petty. STP, Box 9828, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33310, and be sure to state the driver of your choice. So, Banjo, it's a five-car battle, and uh, the way the rules are set up right now, uh, you got to say one thing. These guys are competitive. The Mercury's running well. The Ford was running well. The Chevrolets are in there, and Richard Petty is really doing the number. Right now, it looks like all the cars that are in the front five there have small engines in them. Kale was the only one with a large engine, and... Uh, uh, I'd say that next year when NASCAR goes back to the small engine, it, uh, we'll probably have a lot more competitive cars. One thing I notice is that uh, uh, we always talk about the lead cars making their pit stops and all that, and of course people all over the country like to know what the other cars are doing, but uh, now that I've sat in the radio booth with you, it's just so hard to describe everything that goes on, and I've been watching the other cars make pit stops, and they seem to be doing a good job, and they get back out, and uh, because they're not leading the race, they just don't get spoke about that much. That's right. When you're watching the Masters, though, like the Woods Brothers or the Junior Johnson, the Petty crew, uh, you see some of these freshman crews come out that don't have the experience. Oftentimes, their pit stops will uh, uh, come off a little bit like a ship abandonment, but that's not the case today. We've, we've got a real group of fine pit crews out here for this race. It started 36 cars, and car number two, Dave Marcus, is back on pit road once again. David Pearson who is uh, having such a good afternoon today. You know, he likes this racetrack. He's won two in a row. And we asked uh, Pearson about the drafting here. Some people say that it is, that it is as critical uh, as Daytona and Talladega. And we asked Pearson about that. So, uh, Barney, because, uh, like I said, you could be five miles an hour behind here and get to drafting and uh, it'll run right with the guy. And it seemed like it's... Uh, well, uh, back a long time ago, back when we were running about 160 miles an hour, say, at the beach or uh, yeah, Daytona. Uh, look at the racing they had then when they were running three and four abreast. And, uh, but now they've got so fast at Daytona that uh, you just can't draft right behind somebody and run through the corners that way and because they're running so fast. But here they're running about 160, 170 miles an hour through the corners. And uh, you can, it's just uh, not too fast that you can still race. 
Those were the thoughts of David Pearson about this track, which he likes so much, and all the Grand National drivers enjoy the Speedway. They're still cleaning up in turns one and two, making sure the track is safe all the way around from a blown engine. A bad break for the Masters Chevrolet, being driven by Lenny Pond, defending Grand National Rookie of the Year. A fine driver who has been having some real stout runs. They've got a new engine builder, Jack Tant, who built so many for Mr. Modified Ray Hendrick. But the engine did not sustain this day, and at 90 laps, he is already out of the race. Fifth position most of the afternoon has been this car number 72 defending national champion, Benny Parsons, seeking a super speedway victory, coming by now in about seventh spot after these pit stops. Jeff Pierce is here. Uh, the gentleman who has this car, the Kings Row Fireplace people, he had a third last week. How soon do you guys figure you're going to have a win, Jeff? Uh, in about an hour and a half, I think. Uh, this is one we're waiting for. It's Benny's hometown, and uh, we're based here ourselves, and uh, we think today's the day. Well, Benny Parsons has made an all-out effort all afternoon. He's currently running in seventh, has been running fifth, and it looked to us, uh, Jeff Pierce, like he was playing a very conservative hand, like he might have more than he cared to demonstrate in the early going in this number 72. Well, Benny's strategy usually is to uh, kind of sit back and see, let the uh, front runners go for a while. And I think that uh, staying in that front group this last time around, uh, I think he's ready to go now. Bobby Allison is back on pit road. We've been talking with Jeff Pierce, a fellow who puts together the Kings Row Fireplace Chevrolet car for Benny Parsons, the ex-Detroit taxicab driver who finished third just one week back at Riverside, California. What did you think of that road course, Jeff? Uh, that was actually the first race, Ken, that I ever saw on a road course, and uh, it was so hot out there that uh, everybody had a lot of trouble, but uh, our people from California really enjoyed it, and uh, it was interesting. Well, we're just about set for green. Thanks for coming by, Jeff, and as we get ready to go, we are coming down for the flag. It is out, and the race is back underway. Down out of turn number four come the lead automobiles. Front running car as they come to the line will be... Number 18, Joe Fasson is in front, and Earl Ross had brought the Carling Redcap car up into second place. Now Richard Petty goes up on the outside, and he is into second. Richard Petty is Bobby Allison, is caught on pit road. The green came out, and Allison was on pit road. He comes out smoking the tires, but he's losing ground. Bobby Allison's number 12, losing ground here as the field rockets down the backstretch. He's still down in turn number one. Richard Petty, the STP Dodge goes out in front. We had two Dodges, Joe Fasson's and Petty. Petty's up in front in the third turn. Richard Petty suddenly moves back into the lead of the STP Dodge, but Earl Ross, the Canadian runner, is right in the thick of things. He is still in second spot. Fersan drops back to third, and David Pearson moves up into fourth position. Down comes Petty out of turn four. The Elsa Craig Ontario runner, Earl Ross, is in second. David Pearson third, Fersan fourth, Gary Bettenhausen fifth, Donnie Allison runs in sixth as they go down into turn number one in the 94th lap. They're working 94 of 180 laps to be run this afternoon, and what a spectacular race it is. Richard Petty has the Dodge in front. Petty, in all the victories, he has recorded 158 in his career, twice as many as any other driver has never won at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. The STP Dodge pulls away by four, five car lengths, and the 39-year-old all-time racing champion of America, Richard Petty from Randleman, North Carolina, is trying to get a lead over a rookie driver from Ontario, Canada. Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, is right up here charging as they come out of the turn. On the inside, Pearson moves around Earl Ross. Down on the inside, David Pearson's number 21 goes into second. So it's Dodge in first. 
Mercury in second place. Chevrolet is in third. The Dodge goes out in front by six car lengths. The question is, can David Pearson contain the hard-charging Richard Petty? Petty is driving harder, and now on a pit road comes number 72 apparently some bad tires for Benny Parsons and they're jacking the left side of the automobile they retopped the tank they were in just four laps ago and Jeff Pierce the Kings Row fireplace people was with us here in the booth his automobile is now up for left side rubber they've been making a magnificent performance they're about to lose a lap Apparently a tire out of sync on that automobile. And as the line is crossed once again, Parsons is getting back into it. But the King's Row Fireplace car is down a lap now. The leaders are in turn one. It's Pearson in front. Second place car is David Pearson. Richard Petty taking the lead. Third spot belonging to Joe Frisson. Dropping back to fourth is Earl Ross. In fifth is Donnie Allison. Sixth is Gary Bettenhausen. Running in the seventh position as they go down the backstretch. We'll wait on that seventh position. I would almost think that we're back in the second echelon, a lap down. The front six in a lead lap all by themselves. Back to Barney Hall. Up in the corner, Pearson begins to put the challenge on Richard Petty now. Down on the inside comes David. He's up alongside of the STP Dodge as they come out of the corner. Petty shuts the door on him. Down they come. It is still the STP Dodge out front. Pearson is in second. Joe Frisson rides third, and Donnie Allison has moved into fourth position. Joe Frisson is having a magnificent day. Joe Fersan has wrinkled a few automobiles over the years. But and here's Benny Parsons coming back into the pits, and Benny is going to lose even more time on another pit stop. A bad break for Parsons, and we understand the Matador had to pit just barely under green, and the Matador is a lap down. We'll wait for official confirmation on that. But what a bad break for Bettenhausen and for Roger Penske's carefully prepared little bullfighter this afternoon. Up in front, Mercury, number 21, Dodge, number 43, the Pirelli Mercury and the STP Dodge are battling here in this $88,000 prize. Out of turn number four come your leaders. It is Richard Petty in front. Right on his rear bumper is David Pearson, two of the old masters. Right inches apart as they come across the line. Into turn number one and Dave Despain. In turn one, it is Richard Petty, and right on his tail is David Pearson. Pearson trying to make up that ground, but Petty's been getting a good drive off turn two all afternoon long as they move down the long straightaway. Pearson can close it up by about a car length, but it's still going to be Pearson leading the correction. Petty leading Pearson as they hit turn three. Down they go into that third turn with the battle in front, and the front two cars in a two-car draft are pulling away from the other three automobiles as Joe Frisson stays on the inside of Donnie Allison. Two cars, nose to tail, run faster than two cars running side by side, and right now, Pearson and Petty are trying to pull away from the field for the finish. They'd like to settle it between themselves. Petty, if he can just keep running, will have the number one spot in the nation when the afternoon is over at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. Both men gave their engine the edge against friction and wear with STP oil treatment. And both got filter in a filter protection against sludge and abrasives with the STP double oil filter. Get the same history-making combination for your family car. STP oil treatment and the STP double oil filter.
in the 15th stop-off in the $3.5 million Winston Series 1974. Richard Petty and David Pearson are living up to their reputations. They're pulling away from the field, trying to get a bead on first place in this $88,000 showdown. They'll be back here again in August, but today it's the Motor State 400 and both of them hankering after victory. Pearson with the Woods Brothers car. For Petty, it will mean the number one spot of the nation if he can just keep it all together and gather it up this afternoon. Running at laps of 154 miles per hour, they are carefully pulling away. Now Donnie Allison is trying to link up in a draft with Joe Frisson to chase down those two leaders. But those two leaders are pulling away by better than three seconds now over the third-place automobile. Mercury in front, Dodge in second, two of the greatest masters of motorsport in the history of the game. Come out of turn number four, 39-year-old Silver Fox David Pearson, three-time national champion and four-time grand national champion Richard Petty right on his tail. Across the line and into turn number one. They continue to draw away from the field with Donnie Allison third, Joe Frisson in fourth, and Earl Ross, the young Canadian driver. A real surprise here today. Earl Ross from Elsa Craig, Ontario, continuing in fifth spot. Down to turn one. In turn one, it looks like smoke coming out of Donnie Allison's car. That could mean problems for one of the members of the Alabama gang. Allison's car definitely smoking as he went through one and two. He's got good horsepower down the backstretch, pulls away from Prezan a little bit. Keep an eye on him, Barney Hall. Been watching Donnie a couple laps. It could be tire smoke because he's been smoking up in turns three and four, but I would say maybe it's tire smoke. That looked like what it was a moment ago as they come around. Meanwhile, up front, it is still David Pearson and Richard Petty as they open up a separation on that third position. Let's ask our master car builder, Banjo Matthews, about that, our racing expert commentator today. What about that car, number 88, the Donnie Allison automobile? Well, I don't know about the smoking. Well, I see the smoke now, but uh, the cars that he's drafted with uh, basically let uh, Pearson and Richard Petty get away from him because they were running side-by-side -side battling, and any time the cars get side-by-side, uh, it lets the other cars that are drafted uh, one behind the other just get away a little ways. Well, they're getting away, and they're still pulling away. Now Bettenhausen is dropping the American Motors Matador on the inside, and he is pulling up to go around Donnie Allison in turn four. David Pearson on one of the tracks which he calls his very favorite or the track that he calls his very favorite, is now leading Richard Petty by about two car lengths, and we're going to be checking the interval back to third place next time by. 38 lead changes among eight drivers at 101 laps. That's 38 lead changes. We're in for a new record in lead changes here this afternoon, but right now it's boiling down to a battle between two of the hottest drivers in the history of the game. David Pearson from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and Richard Petty from Randleman, North Carolina, from Level Cross, are at it this afternoon, and 51,000 fans are seeing motor racing at its very best. The interval from first back to third, seven seconds. So those front two drivers are really pulling away, and Banjo, that's the kind of advantage that they want to get for the finish. They'd rather decide it between two than three or four. That's right, but this stage of the game, if they happen to have one more caution flag, It'll put them all right back in the bunch again, and uh, uh, it's a whole new ball game when the caution comes out. But right now, in turn number three, we may have a new leader. Here comes Petty down on the inside. Richard Petty storms down to the inside. He's up alongside Pearson, and he shuts the door on him as he comes out of the corner. Pearson keeps the pure later Mercury up front. Petty has to settle for the moment for second spot. On pit road, another unscheduled stop for number 72, the Kings Row fireplace car of Benny Parsons. Another bad break for Parsons. 
the American Motors Matador is scooted down the inside, would unofficially be showing third, but it is a lap down. That car is a lap down, so third spot then belongs to Joe Frisson of the 18. Then comes the number 52, the rookie, Earl Ross. Donnie Allison drops back a spot. He drops back one position. So we have in third position at the present time as they switch positions on the backstretch, Earl Ross making his move, and he's in the third. Dropping to fourth is number 18, Joe Frisson, and in fifth is Donnie Allison. All around the speedway, all the complexities of motorsport come down to just two things, two great drivers and two great automobiles running side by side the last lap all the way around the track. Richard Petty and David Pearson staring each other down at 155 miles an hour. Pearson comes to the inside. Richard Petty is on the outside. And two of the greatest heroes in the sports history come out of turn number four, wide open, full bore, looking each other right through the side windows. And this time, Petty leads by just about two feet. The difference in the payoff is about $8,000 between first and second place. And right now, it looks like these two great champions will decide it this afternoon. The report from the pits from Ken Campbell on the attrition rate as the war up in front continues between Petty and Pearson. To the pits. We have 13 cars out of the race now, the latest being Ron Kozlowski. Benny Parsons is out, and we'll try to have him for you in just a few minutes. Lenny Pond, Cale Yarborough is out of the race, Jabe Thomas, Travis Tiller, Buddy Baker, Ed Negree, Bill Champion, James Hilton, Neil Castles, Walter Ballard, and Tony Bettenhausen. We learned... Just a few minutes ago, Ken, that uh, Bobby Allison's problem was a broken shock. They had to replace the shock, and that was the reason for the delay in the pits for Bobby Allison. Back to the tower. Here's the rundown. The rundown at 100 laps as we have caution on the track. Yeah, this is Barney Hall up in turn three. Bobby Allison has popped an engine, I believe. A lot of smoke out of Allison's car. He dropped down to the bottom of the racetrack, coasted very slowly down the straightaway. He is out of turn number two and barely creeping down the backstretch. That is the reason for the caution. Let's go back to the tower. Third caution period of the race, and it's going to tighten the whole field back up and put Elsa Craig Ontario's Earl Ross right in the thick of things. This brilliant Canadian driver who's having an excellent day will be right in the thick of it when the race resumes. Car number 43 on the 100-lap rundown, Petty in front. It was David Pearson in second. Car number 88 would be running in the third spot, and that's the Donnie Allison Dieguard car. Then Minnesota's Joe Frisson with a remarkable afternoon in fourth, and Elsa Craig Ontario's Carling Redcap car. Earl Ross, the rookie, is in fifth position. He's been running right up there with the leaders. In sixth, a lap back is the American Motors Little Bullfighter, and Gary Bettenhausen maintained sixth with seventh spot, running Cuckoo Marlin. Eighth spot, running car number 99, Ron Cavill. Lasky, a Michigan driver, in the ninth position, number 57, Bob Burcham. The tenth position was Bobby Allison. And again, we have caution of the track. The leaders are pitting. David Pearson is in. Richard Petty is in. Earl Ross and Donnie Allison, all taking right side rubber. Running in twelfth position, or the eleventh position, is number 42, Marty Robbins, in twelfth is Richard Childress, the 13th position, David Sisko of Nashville, Tennessee, 14th is number 19, that is the Henley Gray car, originally scheduled for Dick May. Pearson is coming back on the track, but Petty is already there. In the 15th position is number 67, Buddy Arrington, three laps down in the 16th position, is Dave Marcus as Bobby Allison goes behind the wall. Allison's number 12 is out of it, the Coke machine being retired. The 17th position is number 32. 
this afternoon. Then in the 18th position, car number 93, Jackie Rogers. 19th is number 24, which would be the Cecil Gordon car. The 20th position, Dean Dalton. 21st now is number 72, Benny Parsons, who had been running in the front five. The 22nd position, car number 98. And the number 98 car is also uh, have been having trouble throughout the afternoon. That was Richie Pants, the rookie, the 19-year-old rookie who's back on pit road again right now. 23rd is number 79, the Frank Warren car. 24th is number 70, J.D. McDuffie. The national champion, Benny Parsons, is out of the race, and I believe he's going to be with us momentarily. Let's go to Ken Campbell. And I do have uh, Benny Parsons here with us. Uh, Benny, what happened? We noticed that you made several pit stops and then came behind the wall. Uh, when they, after that restart, Kenny, uh, the car just wouldn't run. And it was shaking real bad, and I said, well, you know, maybe I've got a bad tire, but I knew the engine wouldn't run. I said, well, if maybe I can get rid of the shake, I can find out what the problem is. But I changed uh, tires, went back out of the same problem, came back in. Uh, they couldn't find anything. I went back out, and it ran fine until I noticed I didn't have the coolers on. Uh, so I flipped those on, and when I did, the car quit running. Anyway, to make a long story short, the battery went dead. The battery went dead. The competition is stiff out that day, isn't it, Benny? It sure is. Uh, fantastic. You know, Petty, Pearson, Donnie, uh, all the guys are really going. It uh, looks like going to be a heck of a race right down to the end. Well, the best to you in Kings Row at Daytona. Back to the tower. 51,500 racing fans in Michigan enjoying what is a rip-snorter of an event. Roger Penske, you must be delighted not only about the race, but the multitudes who are with you this afternoon. Certainly, Ken, it's really been a great show so far. I think that uh, it's going to be anybody's race. As you know, Richard Petty is sitting there. He's a pretty cool driver and is not going to take any chances to the end. And maybe David Pearson won't even show him what he has. So I think it's going to be a real run down to the finish. Roger, a heartbreak for you. This Matador had it all locked up. Most of us thought it was a shoe-in to win at Talladega. Then that terrible crash. Last week, the pole position. The car pulled away from everything on the field and broke early in the going. Uh, that Matador has got to have its day pretty soon. Yes, I sure think it will, Ken. I think the real great thing is that Don Miller, who was uh, injured in the accident at Talladega, is doing very well. He's back home now in St. Louis. And, uh, Don, we hope to see him at the races very quickly. This is He's sorry he's not here today, I'm sure, but uh, he's one of our great pit crew, and we hope that he'll be back with us quick. A remarkable day for a big crowd under very gray skies and showers around us this morning. 51,000 are here. We certainly hope if you're listening around the nation, you'll be back here when the Michigan International Speedway presents its next event, which will be on Sunday, July 21st. And at that time, the United States Auto Club comes in here. Now, what will you yourself bring in for automobiles at that time, Roger? Well, we'll have uh, the score special, which will be driven by Gary Bettenhausen. It's a McLaren chassis with the Offy engine. And I think that the fellows were testing out here Last week, Gordon, John Cock, Wally Dallenbach, and Gary and are running in the 190-mile-an-hour bracket, so evidently the restrictors haven't cut them too slow on this track. The Indianapolis cars here at Michigan. The date again is Sunday, July 21st, and after that great Johnny Rutherford performance up in, uh, in Milwaukee the other day, it bids fair to be one of their most competitive years in the USAC cars. 
That's for sure. I think Johnny's a great champion. He's been racing for 11 years. I understand that the first lap he led was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and that's a great way to do it. Lead one and win it. Sunday, July 21st. The Indy cars will be here at Michigan International. Roger Penske, congratulations on a fine turnout and a great race. Thank you very much. We're just about set, I believe, within a lap to get this one back underway this afternoon at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. July the 21st is the next time that there is competition on this track, and whenever there's competition here, you've got yourself an automobile race. Car number 40 is pitting, as well as car number 2, Dave Marcus. It's Michigan International Raceway, where the action is this afternoon in the 15th meet of the $3.5 million Winston Cup Grand National Series 74. Next stop off the birthplace of speed, Daytona Beach, Florida, the 4th of July. If you can't be there, be with Motor Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the cars are ready to race once again. Third caution of the day is over, and as they break for the line, as the green is unfurled, it's Richard Petty out in front. Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario in second. And on the outside, Donnie Allison charges the Chevrolet into first place. They go into turn one. Got a great jump off the green flag and has stretched out a five-car length lead. Donnie Allison whipped around Earl Ross to take over second spot. Ross rides third high up in the groove. David Pearson in fourth place. As they thunder down the back stretch and head for turn three, it's, it's Richard Petty, the leader. In the back straightaway, it is Richard Petty's STP Dodge. And Petty driving a fantastic race this afternoon is really driving hard to keep that machine out front. Allison, meanwhile, rides in second position. Earl Ross is third. Pearson has moved back up into fourth spot. And Joe Frisson is in fifth position. Down they come out of turn four, moving to Ken Squire. As they come around to complete 117 of 180 laps, it is Petty in front, Donnie Allison in second, David Pearson third, Earl Ross is fourth. It's car number 18, running the fifth position. Joe Frisson having just a dandy day. They break into turn number one. And on the inside, Donnie Allison Chevrolet is challenging Richard Petty. No doubt about it, Allison wants that Lead. He's still skidding the tires, going through one and two, kicking up a little puff of smoke off the rear as he drives that car at fantastic speed, trying to close up on Petty. The move will be on the inside. Can he make it? It's going to be Petty leading into turn three. Allison will ride second, and they continue to open up a lead as David Pearson moves into third. In the number three corner, here comes Pearson storming down on the inside, and David Pearson may grab the lead away from Richard Petty. Petty. Out of the number four corner, here's down to the inside comes David Pearson and that pure later Mercury. They may stack them three deep in the straightaway. Coming to the line, Pearson on the inside, Richard Petty on the outside. And now Pearson pulls back in behind. Three cars running nose to tail as they scramble in turn number one. 125 of 180 laps are complete here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan. 125, they're working the 126 at the present time. The Baby Grand National cars run Sunday, June 23rd at North Wilkes for a speedway over at Enix Daly's track for 150 lapper and both of David Pearson's youngsters. Ricky, 17, and Larry, 19. Larry won at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, beat his dad, will be there on June the 23rd at North Wilkesboro. So the four Pearsons to come. Right now, one Pearson by the name of David is being challenged by Richard Petty in the first turn. As they hit turn one, Richard Petty takes the lead away from David Pearson by tucking by on the inside. Moves out to a two, maybe three car length advantage. Donnie Allison, two more car lengths back, running in the third spot. And now Pearson and Petty pull away from Allison. Allison drops to the inside of the racetrack. He's got obvious problems as Pearson and Petty go thundering down the back stretch without Donnie Allison in tow. Donnie Allison is falling back. The Chevrolet is falling off the pace. Donnie Allison is slowing to turn number three. Banjo Matthews, who've been watching that car, uh, what your thoughts about the problems that number 88, Donnie Allison, may be experiencing? Well, I think possibly now he has an engine failure, but uh, the smoke I kept seeing could have been the differential leaking or the transmission, and it could have been smoke out the right tailpipe. But 
the speed he was running didn't indicate it was engine problems, but uh, it looks like now it might be. So Donnie Allison is coasting around the track. He's pulling on a pit road. Let's check on the number of laps, Banjo, before they're going to be coming back in for another pit stop this afternoon. Here's number 88, and Miss Fortune continues to guide the hopes of number 88 back to the garage area instead of into victory lane. Another that afternoon for Donnie Allison, the car running so magnificently, and all of a sudden, it's out of competition. The Dieguard Chevrolet, with new headquarters in Daytona Beach, Florida, is out of the race. Here's number 67, Buddy Arrington's car from Martinsville, Virginia, where we'll be in September for a great Grand National race worth about $70,000 on a half-mile track. Buddy Arrington's car is on pit road. Up in front, it is going to be Petty against... Pearson to settle this affair this afternoon. They're working the 129th of 180 laps to be fought out this afternoon, and it is Richard Petty, the number one career victory winner in Winston Cup racing, and the number two driver, David Pearson, battling at Michigan this afternoon. Petty has never won here. Pearson has won it for the last two years. A Dodge is in front, the STP Dodge and the Woods Brothers Mercury maintaining second position as they come out of turn number four to put the 129th lap in the record book, and it will be at a speed of over 154 miles per hour on this two-mile banked asphalt track. The third-place automobile now becomes Joe Frisson, and the fourth-place car is the number 52 Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario. The Canadian rookie is really looking good this afternoon, Banjo, you don't very often see rookies running up here like this. No, that's right. He seems to really be doing a good job. And uh, uh, the mixture of cars we got out there right now, if the Matador hadn't got the lap behind, uh, we'd really have a show going here, especially towards the end of the race if they stay as close as they are now. We have a Dodge in first, a Mercury in second, a Dodge running in the third position, and in fourth is a Chevrolet. Those front four cars all running within three and a half seconds of each other, and then a Matador is one lap down, holding on to the fifth position. Car number 16 with Gary Bettenhausen. Earl Ross, the rookie, a bulky, strong runner who made his reputation at tracks like Delaware and Cayuga Speedway in Canada, is currently maintaining a very strong run this afternoon, and you can't discount those Canadian runners. They have a fine circuit up there now at, at Delaware and over at Windsor, just across from Detroit, as well as the Cayuga Speedway, and they're developing some great NASCAR talent, and one of their very finest, Earl Ross, is right now running with the very best in the world in stock car racing. Out of turn number four, here come the leaders, Barney Hall. David Pearson, for the moment, seems to be content just to ride on the bumper of Richard Petty. He's made a couple of maneuvers down to the inside, down to the outside. Made no serious threat to get around him. So for the moment, Pearson seems content just to ride that two-car draft and build up as much lead over third position as they can. They're in turn number one at present. So we move down to 131 complete of 180, less than 50 laps remaining this afternoon here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan, as we continue to battle it out in the Motor State 400. If you think of Florida, when the walls close in and the miseries are only a sneeze away, you'll find the Florida you're looking for in the Daytona Beach Resort area without miles of extra driving. Florida as you've imagined it to be with palm trees, the ocean, 23 miles of beautiful white sand beach, a beach you can drive on, a beach you can park on, a beach you'll never forget. You'll save time and gas, too, because most of Florida's major attractions are only a hop and a skip away. Marineland. 
the Kennedy Space Center, Disney World, Silver Springs, Marco Polo Park, and in race times like the 4th of July, the world's most famous speedway. When you reluctantly leave, you'll take home with you memories as beautiful as your tan. Join the millions of happy visitors who've already found their Florida at Daytona Beach. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Protect your engine from sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic motor oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Michigan International Raceway in 134 laps, and the interval from first back to third is seven seconds. Only seven seconds between first and third, and here's how they rack up. In car number 43, Petty is front. In second spot is Pearson, and going third is the car number 18, Joe Frisson, with fourth place belonging to Earl Ross, the rookie driver from Ontario. Elsa Craig, not too far from the speedway, and a lot of Canadians down here. Meanwhile, up in front, there may be a switch of leadership. David Pearson trying the inside of turn four, and Petty closed the door. Here they are across the line. STP Dodge, Richard Petty still in front. Whoa, a car in the wall. Joe a car, car crashing at turn four. Joe Frasad is in the wall. Joe Frasad's automobile hammering the wall. He's left a fender, a part of it up there, and he's now on pit road as he came across the grass. Number 18, Frasad taking real damage, running in third place. His automobile slamming into the wall, and there's a big tire mark up there. Let's go to Barney Hall. I think maybe he might have cut a tire. He had a tire apparently exploded on the car as Joe got trossed up and didn't have much choice. He went right straight on, almost head on into that concrete. He did a great deal of damage to the right side of the car. Let's just see how much. He may not be able to get back in, but they're working on the car right now. Let's go back to the tower. He went down out of turn number four across the grass with the right side of the automobile sadly, badly rumpled and crumpled. Car number 18, Joe Frisson, who was having one of his very finest days, and the contractor from Golden Valley, Minnesota. They're pulling off 
some of the sheet metal. The right front fender is coming off, and they may try to send him back out here, but for sure, the handle won't be what it used to be on that car banjo, Matthews. No, it really won't be, because uh, I'd say it probably had an effect on his suspension, and uh, I'd say he would be out of competition, even if he hadn't lost his time. There are four cautions now in the race. This is the fourth. Because of the crash, they want to check that turn. We're car number 18 got crossed up and landed in the wall. The first three cautions had used up 25 laps of competition, and this will move the rookie driver from Elsa Craig, Ontario, Earl Ross in the Carling Redcap car, right up there with the leaders. What a remarkable day for a rookie. And here come the two leaders on pit road. Here comes Richard Petty's number 43 and number 21, David Pearson. We'll put the clocks on them. Banjo Matthews on number 21, and Bob Latford from the Atlanta Speedway on number 43 to see just how quickly they get it done. Although it doesn't count for speed here, they are not under green. Let's just see who gets out here on the track first. They're changing all four tires on Richard Petty's car at 136 laps. They're changing all four tires on number 21, the Pearson car. Down in the pits, Ken Campbell. We see the Dick Brooks cars just come in, and it looks like they may be having even further troubles than they had earlier. We'll have a report for you in just a few minutes on Joe Persson's car and whether he's going to make it back in. Back to the tower. David Pearson comes out first. David Pearson wins the pit war as the Wood Brothers, those proud people from Patrick County, Stewart, Virginia, put their car back out, and bad break for Joe Persson. His car is going back to the garage. Joe Persson's automobile nearly destroyed as it went up into the wall, skittering up into the concrete at turn number four, is out of it. KO'd for the day. Petty was in 37 and 6 tenths seconds, but they're under caution, and Dale Inman, Richard Petty's cousin, who crew chiefs the automobile here at Michigan today, making sure everything is all set up for the final confrontation, which is going to come perhaps in that white flag lap. Meanwhile, other cars continue to pit. Here comes the bullfighter. The little American Motors Matador is on pit road with Gary Bettenhausen. He's been running. He'll move up another spot now. He'll show in fourth. Those front automobiles are Richard Petty, David Pearson, and Earl Ross, a new name, really making. Here comes Earl Ross down across the line in the Carling Redcap car, having a dandy day for Canadian racing fans, now in third position in this race. Banjo, what was the time on uh, the stop made by the, by the Woods brothers just then? Well, I actually caught both cars, and I had uh, Glenn Wood at about 30 seconds, and I had uh, Richard Petty at about 36, and... Uh, uh, Petty's normally in a condition like that. Uh, just really make sure they take their time, and possibly Dale was talking to Richard and doing a few little things, but uh, uh, they were really good pit stops as far as changing four tires. 18 of 36 runners are out of the race. 18 of 36, and here's Joe Frasson coming across the infield, and he's walking along at a pretty deliberate pace, looking for the chief steward, John Bruner Sr., and he looks to be a little angry. We'll have to see what that's about momentarily. Here's Frasson coming up to the wall, and meanwhile, we see Dick Brooks' automobile going back behind the wall. Dick Brooks, the Simonized Dodge, is retiring from the event. Dick Brooks out of competition. So as the day progresses, we're at 139 laps when they come around this time of 180 to be run on this fantastic two-mile race facility. We'll have David Pearson in the lead, Richard Petty in the second position, and going third will be the car number 52 of Earl Ross. An angry Joe Frisson gesturing about whatever took place up in turn number four. Very upset about something. 
and apparently how he got in the wall and now walking back after a few words with John Bruner Sr., who's been a chief steward now for better than two decades. Number 96, Richard Childress is pitting. Car number 70, J.D. McDuffie is pulling on pit road. The fourth caution period of the day. Back to Barney Hall at turn four. Ken, I think they, Joe was a little bit upset. I think, I don't know what the problem was. Apparently he's might have said there was some metal on the track or might have been a caution flag or something. We'll find out. I guess we can get him on the air down in the pits momentarily and find out what his problem is. The race right now, I was just about to ask Banjo a moment ago, I think they can go the distance now from that last caution flag with the laps remaining. I believe they can. Can they not, Banjo? Yeah, I think they can, Barney. And while I'm at it, uh, today's Father's Day and my daughter called in. So uh, I think that what we ought to do is just tell everybody around the network a, a very happy Father's Day, and uh, at the same time, I'd like to say hello to my wife and son at home. How are things down in the Carolinas today? I don't really know how things are in the Carolinas. I didn't get to speak to her. Somebody just came in and told me that uh, she had called in. Well, they were good at Spivey's Corner yesterday. I'll tell you that. They had about 5,000 people at the hollering contest. Yeah, I yeah. think we discussed that before, and... Uh, uh, I believe, I think I might still hear some of the echo coming up here now. <laughs> Had an, an old 83-year-old gentleman from over in Dunn or Benson uh, win that contest. Barney Hall. I was just about to say, you were talking about the hollering contest, and Ken, uh, yesterday David Pearson asked me where you were, and I told him you were down there for that. And he said, for what? And I said, a hollering contest. He said, I don't believe that. He really doesn't believe it. I bet he doesn't believe they have Mule Day in Benson every year either. At Michigan International Speedway, with 140 laps complete, number 52, Earl Ross stays in front. Number 21, it's Kaylee, uh, number 21, David Pearson in second. And number 43, Richard Petty maintaining third. Let's go down to the pits and Ken Campbell. The third running car, Joe Persson, into the wall up here. Joe, what happened? Uh, there's a bunch of iron laying up on number four corner, and I run over a piece of it and blew a tire and smacked the wall. Looked like you got it a pretty good lick, too. What kind of damage? Uh, it, it tore the front end of the car up pretty bad, and uh, the entire right side uh, pretty well destroyed. Well, a beautiful job up to that point. Thank you, Joe. Back to the tower. A bad break for Joe Frasad, who was running absolutely one of the best races of his entire career, and in turn number four, it all comes down this afternoon. A real bad break for Frasad. Here come those leaders down out of the turn with 140 laps complete. It will show car number 52. Ladies and gentlemen, a rookie driver is leading. And you folks here in Michigan, what about a tremendous ovation for Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario. Earl Ross, a rookie driver who has made his time on the short tracks of Canada at Cayuga, at Delaware, up there uh, at uh, Flamborough, and all those fine tracks in Ontario. He has come down here and in front of what is the closest he'll get to a hometown crowd in 19. 74 on a super speedway is now leading two of the greatest names in the history of the sport david pearson and richard petty and for any rookie that's got to be quite an experience and for a canadian competitor it has to be a great moment and a very fine moment for canadian racing fans uh, to have a superstar come down and do this very well last year he made three races they have if they make more than five they cannot run for rookie of the year he made three events last year and uh, is back out this year running for top honors, doing a tremendous job. Banjo Matthews. Well, you know, that car that he's driving is uh, one that came from Junior that Kale ran early in the year, and Junior builds those people's engines, and uh, uh, he's not really setting the world on fire, you might say, as far as really being competitive with Pearson, but it just shows that a rookie and a car that's really prepared that uh, they'll keep up fairly well. 
keep up and lead right now with 141 <coughs> of 180 complete. The last time I can remember a rookie leading a year ago when Darrell Waltrip got it on and, and had a couple of races where he led. As they come down for a start, the green is out, the leader sets the pace, and here comes Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, Canada, the Carling Red Cap car pulling away from David Pearson as they cross the line. Now they go into turn number one with Earl Ross out in front, and we go to Dave Despain. Ross got the first jump, and a good one it was. Richard Penny dies into the second spot and begins to try to chase Ross down. And, of course, the Pure Later Mercury rides in the third spot as they quickly move away from traffic. It is Earl Ross leading Richard Petty off of turn two. The margin about two car lengths. Petty trying to close it up. They've opened up about a ten-car length spread over the Pearson Automobile in third spot. Down they go, and here comes Richard Petty challenging Earl Ross. It's Richard Petty in turn number three out in front. Earl Ross drops to second. So it's Dodge in front, Chevrolet second, and Mercury. David Pearson, 10 car lengths back in third. Out of turn four to complete 143 of 180 laps. They have enough fuel to go the distance now as they come to the line. It's Petty in front, Earl Ross in second, and David Pearson in third. Back to turn one. And it quickly becomes a three-car draft once again as they sort out the restart, and Petty goes high on the outside of turn one, high on the groove, while Ross tucks in low, then ducks right in behind Petty's bumper. It's Pearson running in the third spot, a three-car draft up front as they hit the exit of turn two and head down the back stretch with the beautiful STP Dodge leading the way. Here's Pearson coming to the inside of Ross and taking over the second spot as they head for turn three. A three-car draft in turn three and four. Here's Pearson down to the bottom of the racetrack. He is up on Richard Petty's door. Just inside of Richard Petty as they come out of turn four, and Pearson's going to try to grab the lead away. They're exactly door-to-door in a dead heat as they come down, heading for the start-finish line. As they come to the line, it's Pearson on the inside, Petty on the outside, and Earl Ross running in third. A remarkable job of the rookie. Now Earl Ross goes underneath Richard Petty at turn one. 52,000 fans on their feet as the Siamese triplets up front try to make unsort this uh, lead position. It is Pearson running in the first spot. Ross and Petty are door-to-door. Petty gets the advantage, getting a good drive off turn two and relegates Ross to third spot as they run nose-to-tail down the back chute with Pearson leading the way this time. There'll be no cat and mouse from here to the final checkered flag this afternoon. They're getting down to the final stages of the Motor State 400 up in turn three. It is David Pearson out front of the Pure Later Mercury. Richard Petty's STP Dodge still in second spot. Earl Ross in the Carling Red Cap machine rides in third spot. Down they come, completing another lap. 140 lap rundown as these 23 come across the line. Was then Earl Ross in front with number 21 in second spot. David Pearson then in third is Richard Petty. A lap down in fourth was the Matador with Gary Bettenhausen. In the fifth spot was Carr number 14, Cuckoo Marlin, running in the sixth position was Bob Burcham in the number 57, another rookie who's having a very good day, Burcham running six. In seventh was car number 42, Marty Robbins from Franklin, Tennessee. In eighth, number 05, David Sisko. Ninth, number 96, Richard Childress. Then three laps down in tenth was Dave Marcus. In eleventh, Cecil Gordon. Four laps down in twelfth, Richie Panch. And thirteenth was Buddy Arrington. Those were the front thirteen at 140 laps, getting us up to 280 miles. We now have completed 146 laps. And the battle continues with Mercury leading Dodge in second and Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario in third. Earl Ross goes to the inside. Earl Ross is challenging Richard Petty in turn number two. Out of turn number two and into the backstretch. It is still 
Petty fending off Earl Ross. Back to the pits and Ken Campbell. Wait a minute. Hold on. Here comes Petty for first place. Richard Petty down the inside. And Petty is back in front. The Dodge passing the Mercury of David Pearson to retake the front position in the Motor State 400 this afternoon. Out of turn number four. Richard Petty is in the lead. David Pearson in his Mercury is in second. The Chevrolet of Earl Ross in third. All bumper to bumper. Now to the pits and Ken Campbell. Ken, we have a car load here. We have Dick Brooks, we have Donnie and Bobby Allison, some fine competitors here with us. And Dick, what happened this afternoon? Well, I think it all started when the race started. We, we lost uh, shifting linkage, and uh, we had to run without it, without just in high gear all day. And every time we'd go out of the pits, we had to go out in high gear, and we just burnt the clutch out of it. And it finally just fell out right here when we come in a while ago. Well, we sure sorry to see it. You did a good job. And Donnie, you told me down in Charlotte you were hoping to get it all together here pretty shortly, and it sure looked like for a while that you had it all together. What happened? Well, I thought first. I thought first that the rear end tore up, but it was a uh, transmission uh, locked up. Everybody thought we had engine trouble, but uh, Diamond Engine Company done a wonderful job on our engines. We didn't have any trouble at all. The engine run just super all day long. Well, best of luck to you and the die guard crew. And Bobby, you came in made a pit stop. I understood that you uh, had to change your shot. So what happened later? Uh, well, the final outcome uh, that put us out of the race was our engine did blow up. Uh, but early in the race, uh, we had a bad shock on the car, and on a pit stop, it doubled up and bent and was holding the car up. And uh, we came in and changed that under the caution. Uh, and, you know, then the car was performing good again, but uh, by and by, the engine blew up. So that was it for us for the day. From the pits and a carload of fine competitors back to the tower. With 152 of 180 laps complete, the question is a simple one. Will it be David Pearson or Richard Petty? Or as an outsider, Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, who has now fallen about four seconds behind that dueling duo up in front. Petty's STP Dodge leading by three car lengths. That evaporates as David Pearson pulls up in the backstretch, running out of laps here this afternoon. A quick report from Dave Despain at turn one. And in turn one, the leaders up front running like Siamese twins, continuing to look very, very strong and obviously feeling each other out. It's all going to go down to the final lap here. And they want to know who's got the horsepower, who's going to make the move as they come by start finish. It's Pearson moving to the end. Pearson is going to try to take over the lead from Petty and does as they hit the entrance to turn one, Ken Squire. So David Pearson is back in front and Bob Burcham, the rookie driver, Bob Burcham retires. Number 57, Burcham is out of competition this afternoon. At 150 laps, it was then Petty leading with Pearson second and Earl Ross running third. One lap back in fourth was Gary Bettenhausen with fifth spot, Cuckoo Marlins number 14 and sixth spot belonging to car number 57, Bob Burcham, who has just retired. Then in seventh spot, Two laps back was Dave Sisko in the eighth spot, Marty Robbins, number 42. In ninth was number 96, Richard Childress. In tenth, three laps back was car number two, Dave Marcus. Running in the next spot back was Cecil Gordon in car number 24 on that 150-lap rundown. Back to Barney Hall. Again, this is getting out of the stage now where David Pearson has taken the lead away from Richard Petty. And now he must try and maintain it. This must be a tremendous psychological factor on each driver, both wondering which has the horsepower. Have they been putting it all out all day or have they been holding back to the latter stages? And it gets down now where they're 
You have to run full board. That's exactly what Pearson is doing. Betty has locked out of the bumper. They have pulled a little better than a half a straightaway on Earl Ross, who is still very much in contention here should anything happen to those two front runners. They're in turn four, the pure later Mercury out front, and glued to his bumper coming out of that fourth corner is Richard Petty's STP Dodge as they move to you. On that 150 lap, 300 mile rundown, the 12th position was Richie Panch, another rookie, a number 98. 13th was Buddy Arrington. Going 14th was Jackie Rogers, and still another rookie, and 15th was Frank Warren. Running 16th was the car number 40 of D.K. Ulrich, and the 17th position was car number 70, J.D. McDuffie. Those are the only cars still in competition. Richard Petty is seeking his fifth Grand National victory of the season, his 100. 59th of his career this afternoon. His last win was at Nashville, Tennessee on May the 11th. David Pearson won the World 600 at Charlotte, North Carolina back on Memorial Day with his Mercury automobile. He skipped Riverside, California as the Woods brothers spent extra time preparing the Pure later car for today's confrontation, and that's just exactly what it is with Petty's STP Dodge. So this afternoon, if Petty wins, it's number five in the Winston Cup Grand National Series this year. And if Pearson wins, it's number four for him. As they come down out of the turn, they are still nose to tail. It's Richard Petty in front, David Pearson in second. Again, let's go to Banjo Matthews. Well, it appears to me like that this is going to be a finish like it was in Charlotte but, uh, between Richard and uh, David Pearson and the last few laps is really going to determine who's going to win. We'll have to wait it out. 157 of 180 complete, just as remarkable as the battle which we always expect in Winston Cup Grand National Racing for the lead has been the outstanding performance of this rookie driver, Earl Ross from Elsa Craig, who's had an absolutely brilliant day just inspired in front of a lot of hometown racing fans, and he's holding on to a strong third place at the present time. Meanwhile, the leaders are in turn four by Barney Hall. David Pearson has relinquished that lead for the moment again to Richard Petty as Petty took it away going into the number one corner low to go, but no separation, just about a half a car length as they come by the start-finish line and move into turn one. And there's a pretty good battle going on back there for the number four position right now between... Gary Bettenhausen and Cuckoo Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee. They're just in front of the start-finish line right now. Indeed, that's another strong battle for fourth spot. Number 16 and number 14 are less than a car length apart in turn number one, and they're fighting for fourth. Cuckoo Marlin Chevrolet, the red and gold car, and the red and white-blue Matador, number 16, of Gary Bettenhausen. They're fighting for fourth position, going down the backstretch. Meanwhile, up for first, it's Richard Petty on the outside, David Pearson on the inside. Here comes the scramble down out of turn number four, and Petty will lead. Michigan International Raceway, 162 down, 180 remaining. We've had four caution periods for 31 laps. 19 cars are out, 17 still running. The 17th place car is J.D. McDuffie. The 16th place car in the race is car number 40, D.K. Ulrich. Running 15th is number 79, Frank Warren. In 14th is Jackie Rogers. 13th is Buddy Arrington. 12th is Richie Panch. 11th, Cecil Gordon. Running 10th is Dave Marcus. In 9th is Richard Childress. In 8th, Marty Robbins. 7th is 05, David Sisko. Running in 6th is the number 57, or was Bob Burcham. Then running in the 5th position, number 14, that's Cuckoo Marlin. Running in the 4th position 
is car number 16. And that bad, whoa, we have a blown engine. It's turn number four, the Matador. In trouble. Let's go to Barney Hall. Gary Bettenhausen, who's had a fine run here this afternoon. And again, his efforts come to naught. Up in the number four corner, looks like he popped an engine. Might have got some of the wall. There was so much smoke, it was difficult to tell. But he is down on pit road and still running. He might have just got very close to the wall. And that's where we're smoke. Let's go back to the tower. Apparently, they've had trouble with the handle on this car. Over the past couple of days, they, they really said they had some problems. Barney, what was the problem on that car in the past couple of days? We talked to Gary the other afternoon, and they'd had problems in the middle of the corners. The car was pushing real badly, and they'd worked, and they'd get it corrected and go back out. It would reappear later, and I don't think they ever really got the car handling exactly like they wanted. But nevertheless, he's made a tremendous run here today and was running a great battle for the number four spot with Cuckoo Martin. And a very tragic ending again for this car as they've had problems toward the end of the race. Let's go back to the tower. 164 of 180 complete. The caution brought out, it, I don't believe it was an engine banjo, Matthews. It, it just did a 360 up here, spun all the way around in turn number four. They're changing all four tires. It has brought out the fifth caution flag of the day. We've had four caution periods here to four for 31 laps. We are now in the fifth caution period. And they're changing the tires on Bettenhausen's car, and they'll put him back in action. His younger brother, Tony, was out early in the going with a mechanical difficulty on car number nine. Gary Bettenhausen just about set to go back into action. The lead cars are up in turn number four. It's Pearson against Petty, a showdown battle, an old-fashioned shootout between two of the greatest race drivers in the history of the game, and both are going to pit at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, your leaders are on pit road. Number 43, Richard Petty. Number 21, Kaylee Arborough are both bringing their automobiles in simultaneously. There go the Woods Brothers to work. They're going to change right side rubber. Petty's car is going up. It's right side rubber. Let's see if either team goes all the way around on tires. I think I saw in preparation that they're changing four tires on both cars, and it'll really be interesting to see just how they get out to pit road. Ken, there's something else we might not overlook. It's the fact that Earl Ross has not been in the pits. He is in the same lap with the leaders, and he is still out on the speedway. And Earl Ross is becoming the leader. Here comes that change at down pit road. What a battle to pull out first. Richard Petty and David Pearson in just about a dead heat, changing all four tires. It looks like at Richard Petty's pit stop might have been a minor amount faster than uh, Pearson's because he beat him out of the pits and pitting in front of him like that, Pearson stopped first. Richard Petty changed all four tires and topped the tank in 27 seconds flat. All four tires. I think this is a mistake for Earl Ross of not pitting and changing tires because it does help to run a little faster. Now Richard and David will just run him right back down real quick. Well, let's see if he'll decide right now to come in. Here's the pace car coming by. Earl Ross is still on the track. He is now leading the event. The rookie driver, the Canadian driver from the province of Ontario, is number one in the race. He does not elect to come in. He stays on the speedway. Number 52. Earl Ross in a Carling Redcap car. And David Pearson comes in again. David Pearson is pitting still another time. They wipe off the windshield and had a little chat. Time for a soda, and then he's back to work. David Pearson seeking this afternoon his third straight victory here, his 81st career victory. As his car goes back on pit road, at least another lap under caution will they check turn four. 
down for a finish here. It's possible that Earl Ross has conceded that he can't stay with those two leaders, and so he decided to have a couple more laps in first place, which is a joy for any rookie driver. And immediately on the start, Richard Petty pulls out in front, and he is leading. He is leading by 8, 9, oh, 15 car lengths over the second-place automobile, Earl Ross, and it's 15 car lengths further back to David Pearson running in third. And the Matador is really steaming and storming now. That car, which is a lap or two down, is making up some time. 167 of 180 laps are complete in this 360-mile test down out of turn number four. Richard Petty, who has never won in Michigan, comes across the line. David Pearson is running scant seconds behind him and trying to get around two automobiles to get a shot back at the leader. Petty is in first place at the first turn. Earl Ross holding on to that second spot and Pearson behind him. They're both behind the Matador, which is a couple of laps down. This is allowing Petty to try to break loose and get away from the second place duo, which right now is Ross and Pearson. With Pearson moving to the inside and moving down the back stretch, he'll get around Earl Ross and take over second spot by just one car length as they hit turn three. Richard Petty flies into the number three corner. He's bound to see Pearson moving up, and he's trying to open up all the separation he can as he comes into turn four. Meanwhile, Pearson is about maybe 20 car lengths back as they come out of the fourth corner. Here comes Petty storming down to the start-finish line. A two-second interval on the back stretch. In the front stretch, Petty leads. There's a sandwich in here for that second spot. The difference remains exactly two seconds from the front stretch to the back stretch as David Pearson is trying to chase down Richard Petty. Petty is in front. This time around, only 10 laps to go. Now Pearson drops under car number 16. Here's David Pearson under the Matador. The Matador stays with him, and they run side by side, and this is costly. Now Pearson pulls away from the Matador, and here comes Earl Ross up on the inside going under the Matador. The front three automobiles within two and a half seconds of each other. We'll check that interval this time around as Richard Petty is just digging, coming out of turn number four, trying to put this victory together this afternoon. Petty comes down to the line in the dodge. Richard Petty is pulling away from David Pearson. It's now two and a half seconds, and the battle could be for second place as the rookie from Elsa Craig, Ontario, Canada, Earl Ross, is closing on Pearson. Down to the line they come, 172 of 180 laps complete. Pearson is just not running as strong Banjo Matthews as he was prior to this pit stop. Well, you know, it could be that possibly Pearson's tires aren't quite as good as the ones that Petty put on, and nobody really knows if they get hooked up in a draft and uh, we get to the point uh, that it gets that way before the race is over, I'd say we'll really have a battle. Well, right now on the backstretch, Richard Petty is lengthening out his lead over David Pearson in second spot. It's two and a half. We'll check it next time by at the line. Meanwhile, in third spot in a two-car draft, working with the Matador, is Earl Ross. Remember, he did not come in for rubber. Here is Pearson dropping all the way in the bottom of the racetrack, right down there in the slick stuff where Petty usually runs. And he is trying to make up some time, and we're going to check that interval between these two automobiles this time by. And it's still more than two seconds. It's two and seven ten seconds now as Richard Petty begins to see some daylight. First one any driver has had in the course of this race this afternoon. Third spot is still Earl Ross. Fourth spot belonging to Cuckoo Marlin at this point. And the fifth spot to number, number 16. That's the... Matador going down the backstretch, showing up in the fifth position. Then in the sixth position is 05. Meanwhile, an engine is blowing up in turn number four. It's J.D. McDuffie in trouble in the fourth turn. Barney Hall. McDuffie with a 
plume of fire and smoke coming from under the car for a moment, Ken, wisely gets the car down to the bottom of the racetrack as quickly as he can to get out of traffic so he'll dump no debris or oil on the speedway. And let's see if the caution is going to come out. Except he is on pit road. Caution is on the speedway. A crash in turn number three. Cuckoo Marlin went in the wall. He's trying to ride his automobile. A second car went down to the inside. Here comes Petty across the line, leading with five laps remaining in the event. Pearson is going to pit. Something has been ailing on the car. And this will put Earl Ross up into second spot, the Elsa Craig Ontario campaigner. And they are changing tires on Pearson's car. Apparently, they got a bad bite on the machinery before from that last pit stop. One of those cars that was in trouble up on the turn is now coming down. It's number 05, Dave Sisko, who spun into the green in the infield to miss number 14, Cuckoo Marlin. More on that crash at turn three and four from Barney Hall. Cuckoo Marlin's automobile is still sitting up on the apron of the track, and this could be an extended caution flag. They'll have to move that car out of the area. Richard Childress in car number 96 from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, also had to go down on the grass and spun his car out, but no damage as he gets back on the speedway. Let's go back to the tower. Caution is on Earl Ross is finding himself in second position and second only to Richard Petty. A tremendous performance by him, and they came through okay. They didn't take on tires, but the tires they are using worked well. Here's the pace car out in front of Petty. The Canadian driver, Earl Ross, in second position as the field comes by. Coming down to the line. It is Richard Petty, number one. Earl Ross is running in the second spot. The third position automobile then would be car number 21, David Pearson, maintaining the fourth position, which was Cuckoo Marlin. This will move the number 16 Matador up into fourth position. Safety crews are trying to clear out the fourth turn area where car number 14, Cuckoo Marlin, is resting down on the apron of the speedway. Again, Barney Hall. There's a wrecker approaching Cuckoo's car, so they should have him, have him out of there momentarily, and hopefully we can finish this race under the green. But it will take a while to move that car out from the bottom of the racetrack. Let's go back to the tower. So Richard Petty is now working on the lap 177, which will bring him three laps away from his first career victory at the Michigan International Speedway in an exciting afternoon of competition with Earl Ross, the big story of the race, the rookie driver who now finds himself second only to the Grandmaster. Ken, this is Barney Hall. There's some rumors kind of spreading around possibly that Earl Ross may be moving up to bigger things very shortly with a very competitive machine, and I think there probably will be an announcement made on that very shortly. They say they're coming up on 178. We were incorrect in that figure, 176. They're working 177, which will bring us to 178 this time by. Here comes the pace car down at a turn number four. Richard Petty, the all-time king, four-time Grand National Champion, winner of the Daytona 500 on five occasions. His next stop will be back there for the Firecracker 400 on the 4th of July. Here's Petty coming across the line, and here's Ross at number 52. A year ago in some of his first performances, his very first performance, he really took a big bite. He went to the Daytona International Speedway a year ago in February, and he barely qualified and lasted about 15 laps and was absolutely heartbroken. But most people considered he did well just to qualify. So the race is running down. And we have Richard Petty leading. They'll be coming up on a white flag lap this time around. Richard Petty in front with Earl Ross in second. And if it comes down under caution, it will mean that David Pearson will settle for third after winning for the last two years in a row. 
Petty's first super speedway victory since Daytona 500 back in February could be here at Cambridge Junction, Michigan this afternoon. That leaves only Talladega and Charlotte, North Carolina, where Richard Petty is windless. He's never won in Charlotte, never been able to put it together at Talladega, and they'll be in Talladega, which is the track of the upsets. Richard Brooks won there a year ago, and James Hilton the year before in the Talladega 500. They'll be there uh, before too much longer on the course of the season. Gosh, it seems like the season just got underway, and here we are back to Talladega on August 11th. Prior to that, coming up on the Grand National Schedule, July 4th at Daytona Beach, July 14th, Bristol, Tennessee, July 20th, Nashville, July 28th, Atlanta, Georgia, and that is going to be something. They're back to a full 500 miles at Atlanta, Georgia, Bob Latford. Right, Ken, it'll be a full-time and all a great vacation trip for the family. The Braves are playing in town that weekend. There's Six Flags, Stone Mountain, Underground, a lot of things to do, highlighted by the Dixie 500. And there's still a lot going. White flag is out. One lap remaining, and car number 40 is dropped down on the inside of the speedway. Car number 40 is down here by John Bruner Sr. D.K. Ulrich, and now continues on his way. This is not the way that any race driver really wants to win, but any win is a good win. Right, Banjo? That's right. Any way you take the money to the bank and get it in the, rec in the record books, that's what does it. But, uh, uh, this is one of the very few races in NASCAR that finishes on the caution, and uh, I think it really would have been something if the green would have flag would have came back out. And for you fans here at the racetrack, what about a tremendous ovation for Cuckoo Martin of Columbia, Tennessee. His car badly wrinkled, put on a fine display, the Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet, which had been running in fourth position. Car number 14 goes back to the garage area, front and rear end all torn up on car number 14. And ladies and gentlemen, down the backstretch, Richard Petty, the all-time king, is about to pick up his 159th career victory. It'll be the fifth of this season. Previously this year, Richard Petty has scored vic victories at Daytona Beach, and that's his only other super speedway victory this season. A correction on that. He also won at Rockingham on the mile, and then he won at North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Today, he records victory number four of the year, and he retakes the number one position of the nation over Cale Yarborough in this event, picking up $14,000, and second place worth $7,000 will go to this brilliant Canadian driver whose strategy paid off. It'll be Earl Ross, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a fine ovation for Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, and Richard Petty as the field completes 180 under caution. A great day, and Ken Campbell will be down there with Richard Petty and hopefully with Earl Ross momentarily. The greatest driver in the history of American stock car racing is for the first time in victory lane at Michigan International Raceway, and let's go down to Ken Campbell with Richard Petty. Richard, your first win here in Michigan. You had a hard day out there. What do you think? Well, really, it was a pretty hard run. Uh, I ran about as hard as I could all day, and, uh, you know, naturally David was wanting to race with me all day, and... Kill and uh, Donnie had trouble, so that left the depth us. And uh, I'd run in front of a while, he'd run in front of a while. It looked like we both uh, get around the racetrack about the same speed. So it was just whoever's going to get the brakes. And uh, we got a couple of brakes right there at last. I think it was the difference. And I believe this is the first uh, victory for you since the small engine, am I right? Yeah, this is the first, uh, well, it's the first time on a big track. We won a couple of short track races, but uh, uh, the engine worked real good. I think uh, we can always use more horsepower, but everybody could do that. But uh, actually, the car really performed good. It ran good and it handled good, and uh, couldn't ask for it to do any better. 
Well, it was real competition out here today, and I know you want to thank some of these folks who helped you. The pit crew I see standing here behind you. Well, you know, they, they just work for a living. They like the rest of us. Uh, you know, it can't be done. This is a this is a really a team effort on uh, uh, on everybody's part, from uh, STP uh, Corporation, who owns the car, all the way down to uh, the boys that sweep the floor at home. And it's uh, kind of a deal that if one of them messes up on his job, then I'm not in the winner's circle. So uh, it takes us off. I think that says it well for the guy who won here this afternoon, back to the tower. So, ladies and gentlemen, as the accolades are given to Richard Petty, let's have a tremendous Michigan ovation for the giant. Richard Petty, who's won here today. The record, the record for lead changes in a race, 53 over 400 miles. They made 51 lead changes among nine drivers this afternoon and 360 miles. That was 400 miles for 53 lead changes. A simply amazing mark. And they're trying to get Earl Ross. Here is Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario, Canada, walking out toward Victory Lane, the second place runner. And a very happy group of Canadian followers with this great challenger who has come through as a rookie driver to take second. This is the best finish they've had, and we're going to have him on the broadcast around the nation, as well as for you folks here in Michigan momentarily. 13 cars running at the finish, six cautions for 40 laps, and 51 lead changes among nine drivers with 51,000 folks out, and that too, Banjo Matthews, is a new record. And uh, Ken Campbell is going to be standing by momentarily with this very soft-spoken gentleman from Elsa Craig, Ontario, who has just had his finest day. Let's go back to Ken Campbell in Victory Lane. We have with us here in Victory Lane Earl Ross, and I know, uh, Ken, you want to talk to him. He can't hear you. Earl? Yeah? Is it as pleasant as you thought it would be? It sure is. I sure do feel good to get up in the second spot. You know, you had a lot of folks from Canada here today to watch your performance. It must seem kind of good to have some hometown folks with you. Feels real good to hear the, the crowd like that, and I know you have some support of the race. Well, we wondered why you didn't change tires on that last pit stop. Why not? Well, uh, I knew that I wasn't running quite quick enough for uh, Pearson and uh, Petty, and I was kind of hoping that uh, maybe, but maybe I could get away from him and just hang in there, you know. That was the only really hope I had. So, Earl Ross, what will be your next race? Uh, the next one that's coming up is uh, Firecracker. At Daytona Beach, Florida. Right. Well, congratulations today and best wishes to you in Florida. Thanks. I Earl just, Ross, ladies and gentlemen. I'd just like to say a, a real thank you to my sponsor, Carlings, uh, for getting me here to start with. Well, they certainly did a Methodist job, and you did a fine job this afternoon. Congratulations again. Thank you. So there's first and second place, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Petty and Earl Ross. And here on this track, which is close to the Canadian border, a first place to a U.S. runner and a Canadian places second, the finest finish that a Canadian runner has ever had on this beautiful two-mile racing facility. And I know there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be around that car number 52 from Elsa Craig, Ontario, momentarily. It's been a rip-snorter of an event. Ken Campbell down in victory lane with Richard Petty, who again this afternoon has accomplished that is your chance for a lifetime history of one of the all-time greats. And I'm sure you'd agree with that, Banjo Matthews, or well, Fireball. That's right. He was one of my greatest friends. Fireball Roberts is at the anniversary program is this year. Doesn't seem possible it was 10 years ago. Well, Fire... <laughs> Well, Banjo, what about you? Fourth of July, Firecracker 400, are you going to be there? Well, we'll possibly be there. We're thinking about taking another car back down there, and, uh, of course, it's not finalized yet that we'll do it, but it, it might happen. And, well, uh, 
since that I've sit up here in the grandstand, I always wondered how it was. <laughs> and it's it's almost tempting to leave the pit road and just come up here and stay. Well, we'd sure like to have you, but I'll tell you quite frankly, I'd whole lot rather see you bring out a car for my favorite Bobby Isaac and be down there at Daytona. Well, I think I'd really rather do it that way, too. Okay. Banjo Matthews, an all-time leading car builder and a pretty good race driver in his own right, uh, who's been our racing expertise for this afternoon. Looking at the schedule, July 4th, Firecracker 400. If you can't be with us at Daytona, we sure hope you'll join us for the broadcast. July, and incidentally, Bill Tuthill is going to be with us, a gentleman who certainly speaks well for the history of motorsport. July 14th, the Volunteer 500, Bristol, Tennessee. July 20th, Nashville. July 28th, the Dixie 500 at Atlanta. And August 4th, a new date on the calendar, Pocono, Pennsylvania. The Pocono 500, for the first time, the most competitive automobile racing in the world will be in Pennsylvania at Pocono, August 4th. Then August 11th, it's Talladega 500 for the Talladega race, and August 25th, right back here once again for the Yankee 400 in the Irish Hills of Michigan, and they'll have to go some to put on a better performance than we saw today. The next race at Michigan will be the Michigan 200 on Sunday, July 21st at the United States Auto Club. We'll be here for that event with those fine Indianapolis championship cars and we'll be broadcasting that event. Do hope you'll be with us as well as another uh, event we mentioned August 25th uh, when the Grand National cars will be back. So that pretty well does it for this afternoon. Let's take a look. Do we have a final rundown tabulated just yet? Final rundown unofficially shows winner today Richard Petty, Randleman, North Carolina for his 159th career victory seeking 160 on the 4th of July at Daytona. Second today Earl Ross of Elsa Craig, Ontario Third, David Pearson. Finishing fourth, car number 16, Gary Bettenhausen in the American Motors Matador. Unofficially in fifth was the David Sisko car, and that may be he had some problems there in that crash, but they believe he is fifth. Then in sixth was the number 42 automobile, which was driven by Marty Robbins this afternoon. Placing in seventh was car number 96, and this is still unofficial, and that would be the, Richie, uh, the Richard Childress car from down in Winston-Salem. The eighth spot was number two, Dave Marcus. Ninth was Cecil Gordon. Tenth was number 98, Richie Panch, another brilliant rookie driver from Daytona Beach. Then 11th was car number 67, Buddy Arrington. And placing 12th was Jackie Rogers, another rookie you just can't discount in that Rookie of the Year campaign, which is the hottest competition for Rookie of the Year in the history of Winston Cup Grand National Racing. Everything is being rechecked and retabulated on those standings. Those are not official as we came down under caution with several cars in trouble this afternoon. Well, this is Ken Squire. I want, again want to say hello to all the good friends we saw in Spivey's Corner and Tom P. Hall and the gang that were there yesterday. And we'll be with you at the Firecracker 400 very, very shortly from Daytona Beach, Florida. So that's it for this afternoon. From here as Richard Petty continues to receive the accolades. And we'll see you the 4th of July at America's largest Independence Day celebration, the Firecracker 400 in Daytona Beach, Florida. Michigan International Speedway at Irish Hills, Michigan. This was the broadcast of the Motor State 400 Winston Cup Grand National Stock Car Race. Host today, Ken Squire. In the turns were Barney Hall and Dave Despain. Pit announcer, Ken Campbell. Technical director, Harry Howard. This broadcast was produced by Rick Wolf. General manager, Tim Sullivan. Stay tuned to most of these same stations for the broadcast of the Firecracker 400 from Daytona Beach, Florida, July 4th. This broadcast of the Motor State 400 from Michigan International Speedway was a presentation of the Motor Racing Network, division of the International Speedway Corporation.
MRN's Throwback Thursday has been brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. Throwback Thursday can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Throwback Thursday is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.